It's been a while since I've done my intro. Let's see if I can actually get it right. Russell understands the struggle here. Uh, how's it going, everybody? Welcome to Vitae's Filming Fridays, episode 24. I don't know if I got that right or wrong. I'll figure it out later on. But anyways, welcome to the brand new episode of Vitae's Filming Fridays. Uh, as usual, it's always a pleasure to have Russell the Muscle, the video editor, the guy behind the all the masterpieces. Hello. Welcome back to the show, Hello. buddy. Thanks for having me on to talk about transformers oh yes indeed ladies and gentlemen we're gonna dive right in to what's going on this week uh as a as uh i guess should we say in celebration in celebration of the new transformers film transformers rise of the beasts uh being announced uh, we decided hey uh since we're talking about it why don't we just talk about it on the show so we're doing that where we've we've officially i don't know about russell but i've we've officially rewatched all five transformers or at least bay versus transformers films because uh we're going to talk about them however the true king of the transformer films uh the best one yet at least who knows who knows maybe rises the beast blows bumblebee out of the water who knows but the best one is Bumblebee. We can all agree. We can all agree with that. That Bumblebee is the best one yet. So uh, I'm going to get a sip of water because I've had a really rough day. I've been all over Santa Rosa. It's been rough for me. Oh, goodness. You know, I had my first Dr. Pepper uh, yesterday after a really long time. And boy, it was not a fun experience. You don't like it? Well, no, it's just that recently I've been just drinking more like water, milk, juice. I haven't been really trying to drink any carbonated drinks, but when makes I do, it, how can I tell you? It, it, it makes me feel old, but okay. That's not the point. The point is we're talking about Transformers. Uh, in terms of the binge report, uh, a lot of people must be wondering, well, what's going to happen with the binge report? Here's what's going to happen. Uh, we are going to... Um, I'm going to give a I'm going to give like a short condensed version of the binge report now. I'm just going to list them all out and then later on when Sean joins us after the uh, Transformers discussion, we will then go into depth into the binge report. But uh on the binge report this week, it is I actually have to go into the app because I have the posters downloaded but I didn't set everything yet. So that's something I'm going to be doing it later on. But uh here's what I've seen. I've seen all of the Fast and Furious films. Uh, excluding um, Hobbs and Shaw because it wasn't on HBO Max anymore. Uh, and then I've also seen Luca. Uh, I also saw The Terminal. And in terms of series, I saw this uh, show called uh, W1A, which is on Netflix. Uh, and I also saw, I completed, what was it, season two or three? I finished, uh, I caught up with season two of Silicon Valley. And then I finally finished season one of Ghosts, which is also another BBC show. It's on HBO Max. But yeah, that's about it. Uh, I got to say, oh, including um, with all the other Fast and Furious films, I've also seen Fast 9. I saw it last night. It was it was a lot of fun. Hey, Johnny Spears is in the live chat. Hello, hello. Welcome back, buddy. Welcome to the show. We are now we are now crispy. I don't know for you if we're crispy, but I, from what I'm seeing, we're we're looking crispy. So, ah, goodness. Uh, 
But anyways, uh, before I move on, I completely forgot. I'm so excited, Russell. You don't understand. I love talking about Transformers, but the thing is, everyone's like, Transformers is garbage. But I mean, yeah, same. <laughs> I mean, I like. Okay, we we understand, right? They're they're not that great of films. However, for us Transformers fans, though, they're they're pretty good. They're they're, pretty they're fun. fun. They're fun blockbuster movies. Yes, most most of them are fun. Exactly, exactly my point. So, um, as usual, I'm your host and your dose, which means friend in the Indian languages, Felmy Fate. And uh, once again, joining us is Russell the Muscle. Once again, so uh, once again, welcome to the show. We're gonna have a fun show. It's gonna be fantastic. Not for me. Uh, it's real hot in Mo. Mo. Is it? Wait, what? Wait, which, which place is that? I just, Mo. I was about to say like, is there? Is, is like, hmm, Mo? What the? What? What's Mo? What is this mode that you speak of? I have low latency quality on, so you should be able to respond immediately. Missouri. Oh, I see. It's it's real high in Missouri. Oh, you know what? I I feel the same way. It's hot in California. You talking about Missouri? <laughs> I saw people setting up the whole uh, fireworks stand, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> like I don't want to. <laughs> Honestly, look. Ever since the fires have happened, like I, I just can't see myself getting fireworks, especially in the area that I live. That's just something I'm not willing to go through. So we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to we're not going to we're not going to bring the mood down. We're going to bring the mood up because this is the Bayverse and we're going to be talking about this is where shit blows up. We're going to blow up. This is going to be fantastic. Also, my frame is all weird because I've reset everything up. So don't worry about that. But anyways, here we go. We're going to talk about Transformers. We're going to dive right in. We're going to dive right in. Yes, we're going to start. We both have notes. I don't know. Russell has 20 pages. I have 12. Uh, we're going to we're going to start off with the one that started it all. Uh, th this one's a close one to my heart. Uh, uh, Michael Bay's uh, 2007 Transformers. So, uh, Russell, how do you want to do this? Do you want to like do you want to share your notes first or like do you want me to share my notes first? Um, I'm not really sure how we should deal with this. Like, I I guess we could just start going with you and see how the conversation goes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, oh, Johnny's about to go swimming. Be right back. All righty. Have fun swimming. I haven't been in a pool for like months. So, uh, oh, it's I, I don't know. Okay. Russell, you froze for a second. You caught me off yes, guard. So uh, I've got like what? Two pages worth of uh, uh, pages for the first Transformers. I've I've separated them uh, into each film. So first. So the first thing that comes to mind here. First thing. The very first. Com and also, I need everyone to understand that I watched these. I've rewatched these like eight to nine times. So this is probably like my 10th time since I've seen these. I love them a lot because they're action packed. They're so, they're really good to me. However, to you that might vary. So, but 
I really wanted to like challenge myself to actually forget about all the fun stuff that I see and actually look at like what might not be great about them. So the first thing, the very first comedic scene is honestly unnecessary for a Transformers film. I understand that it leads to Lennox talking about his baby girl, but the screen time could have been put to better use towards the story. Which comedic scene are you talking about? The very first one when they're in the plane and they're talking about alligator fritters. There's soldiers, yeah, soldiers talking a point. Yeah, not terrific, but um, it is interesting to see to have them open with uh, the soldiers because the movie is like it's like three different plot lines that all kind of converge by the end. Yeah, three different groups of humans. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, is it three? Yeah, um, it's three because then it's uh, Sam and Michaela. Right. The soldiers, and then uh, the hacker lady and her friend, right, the other right. hacker. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, this first scene, it's not very good. It's kind of stereotypical, like um, racially profiling, which yeah. Michael Bay is somewhat known for, unfortunately. Um, yeah. I saw, okay, so I don't know if you know this guy, but Cosmonaut Variety Hour, I watched yes, his review great channel. Of, of Transformers, and he said, warning, th- these movies are kind of racist, and I'm like, and then when I watched it again, I was like, oh, wow, <laughs> that this is a new light, uh, but no, I agree, and honestly, uh, I had seen the, I've seen the Bad Boys films after Transformers, so, like, I then understood, like, okay, so this is Michael Bay's style. All right. Sure. Okay. Uh, But then, uh, let's see here. Uh, Okay, so the next point is a good point. It's a good note here. Uh, And this is, once again, this is kind of like showing my love for the films. Uh, A key point of these films is that when it came to making Transformers into a live-action film, uh, they made the CG very realistic, especially for a 2007 film, like I must say. Yes, the C- they utilize the CG terrifically throughout, especially the first one. I think it gets a little worse in the later ones, just because how they're using it. But um, it seems like in the first one, they really knew how to make it look very good, whether it be have like have them show up at night so it's dark, or like have dust and explosion effects to kind of conceal it. But mm-hmm. like pretty much all of the all of the Transformers in this first movie look very believable, very realistic. Um, they look like they ex- exist in the space. And uh, yeah, speaking of the, that first scene with uh, uh, Blackout, the helicopter transformer attacking the military base, mm-hmm. what a great way to open the movie. Such a really cool uh, action scene to start it off. Also thrilling um, too, if if I might if I may add, like the way how like you see the pilot and then it does like the little glitch effect and it's just like it's not what you think it is. So yeah. I I mean the first time I watched this was like when I was eight years old. So like none of the, I was just like, oh, this is so cool. But then later on, when you watch it for the story, it's like, yeah, you're right. It's it's a really good way, especially for a Transformers film, because like how do I okay how do I say this because obviously this is the first live action Transformers like yeah they don't they don't make you wait until they show a Transformer for the first time 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, uh, let's see here. Also lighting. Lighting is fantastic in terms of like the, the effects, but. Uh, oh, and we should also mention sound design. The sound design throughout this movie is oh. absolutely on point. Oh, for and it sure. starts at the beginning with blackout flying up to the base with the super heavy, like rotor sounds from his helicopter blades. It just sounds heavy. It sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and for these movies, it's such a great uh, addition because they're giant robots, so they need to sound heavy. They need to sound real. And um, the sound designers for these movies absolutely nailed it, oh, especially sure. in this first one. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Um, th- actually, not, now that you brought that up, uh, there was one note that I wrote. Uh, I'm going to jump to Age of Extinction for just one quick note, but uh, let's see. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Uh, um, oh gosh, which one was it? Hold on. Let me see. Hold on. I can, I can. Uh, oh, okay. Here we go. Uh, I believe the work that goes into the transformation sequences are underappreciated. Yes. And I think the transform. Yeah, they're great, especially in the earlier ones. Um, oh yeah, I I will have some things to say about that for Age of Extinction, but we will get there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, I, I I think I see yeah, where you're you know going. what I'm talking about. Yeah, we'll get yeah, there. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but anyways, going back to 20, 2007 Transformers. Uh, okay, so um, this is a small little note, but uh, the small boy who you know get, gets the water for Lennox. So uh, the small boy has no major role other than the fact. Oh, by the way. <laughs> I forgot to mention this, everyone. Major spoilers for those who haven't seen Transformers. But at this point, it's like either you you haven't seen it or you just don't care. So (laughs) it's not a whole lot to spoil anyway. Yeah. Oh, I go into depth here. The small boy has no major role other than the fact that he gets Lennox and his team to his father to get in contact with the Pentagon. That's that's it. Like they don't have such big roles. Yeah. Uh, uh, like uh, like um, the last night where Isabella has a bigger role, but it's just a small thing that I no- noted down. Yeah, uh, it's just to progress the plot. Um, well, actually, about that scene, there's a scene where uh, where the military guy whose name I always forget is has to call the Pentagon. Oh, the, the other guy, Lennox. Yes, he has to call the Pentagon, and he gets like a. Oh no! He gets I, like the guy on the phone. And he's like, "I need your credit card number <laughs> to, to oh. connect to the Pentagon." And like that scene seems dumb. It seems just for comedic I, relief. But uh, I read that um, it's actually based on an actual event that happened in real life. Are you kidding like, me? Oh, I'm not. Like, Hold on. yeah, it seems completely, it seems very uh, unrealistic, but supposedly Michael Bay based it on this real event where a soldier is trying to call the Pentagon and he got to somebody asking for his credit card to connect them and stuff. I, I have a note that is the, the talking about the exact same thing. I hate the customer service scene. At first it was funny <laughs> because I'm Indian and it was accurate, but this is a serious scene. Why the fuck is there not a specific number to con- get connected to the Pentagon? Like I, that makes well, no sense. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's based on a real event though, apparently. So, <laughs> well, props to them then i don't know i didn't know this information if i had known them probably i'd be like oh okay i mean i mean yeah i I mean obviously if you're just watching the movie you don't know that but it's and it does seem kind of dumb but it is kind of interesting that it's based on a real event (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Where was I? Where was I? Oh, uh, okay. So right off the bat, the human scenes are annoying. I like that. Uh, so this is this is the scene when uh, Sam's giving the uh, presentation in class. So well, actually, I, uh, I have a few more things to say about the soldiers. Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, it's fun to see uh, Tyrese Gibson playing Ep- Ebbs in the yeah. movie, <laughs> and it makes me think that the Transformers should cross over with Fast and Furious. <laughs> it seems like a gimme. Movie where you race cars, movie where cars turn into robots, movie where people are like secret agents in cars, cross it over. Have the Fast I'm and Furious I'm not against this. I will let you know, I'm not against this. Seven. <laughs> Have them join Sector 7. So they're the, and they're the secret agents who drive the Transformers. It, it's a gimme. I don't know why they don't do it. They're both kind of... Or, you get you get John Turturro. You say that, hey, listen, this is a big deal, and then it turns out that oh wait, he's actually a lost descendant of the Toretto family because Turturro, and then you change it to Toretto, and then he's from uh, Sector Seven, and, and he's yeah. like, hey, listen, Dom, and Dom's I'm your like, long hey, lost uncle. You're my I need family. Your help <laughs> kicking these robo- alien robots' ass. It oh. it seems like a gimme. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. You know, I I. I'm not going to lie, I I almost for one, like, I, this was a long time ago, for a second, I had almost forgot that uh, Transformers is a Paramount uh, property and not a Universal property, because it seems like from what they've done, it seems like it would be like a Universal film. Oh, it has the rides in Universal Studios theme parks, so mm, yeah. they have some sort of connection. Mm-hmm. The only park that I've ever been to is uh, Discovery Kingdom out there, and I can't remember where because it's the pandemic, and I haven't been there in a long ass time. But anyways, uh, do you have any other notes uh, before I? Continue? I was gonna say the music, which starts well. The music is just great throughout, and it really gets going at the beginning, and it just it's pretty great, especially on this first one. Oh yes, indeed. Uh okay. So right off the bat, the human scenes are annoying. I like that he's talking about his great-great-grandfather. This is great for the storyline. Um, but still, yeah. it's, it's just like... I, I get it. Look, I understand, okay? Back in the old days, high school movies, other than, like, you know, High School Musical and all those stories, they were not great. They were very cringy, and they were... From my experience in high school, that was nothing like what I had seen. So it, it's just oh, it like really, it gets up my skin this time when I rewatched it for like the criticism. Like oh, the human scenes, other than Lennox and his team, Lennox and Epps, and you know they're working on that. Other than that, it's it gets really annoying. Uh, for some reason, this time watching all of the movies this week, I did not mind the human scenes very much at all. <laughs> I don't know why. I think it's just like I'm engrossed within how how bad they are. Oh, and that's like um, also I think Shia LaBeouf is just like putting a thousand percent into the character of Sam Witwicky, and it makes it really funny to watch just because he's insane constantly. And this goes for actually a lot of the actors, just everybody hams it up so much, but especially uh, uh, Shia LaBeouf and 
and John Turturro, those two carry every scene they're in for me. <laughs> Just because of sure. how, how crazy sure. and neurotic they are. Oh no, I 100% agree. I it's, it's John Turturro. I was really happy to see him in uh, the last night, which I'll get into. But like, man, spoilers. He, he's the, oh, oh, oh. He, he's a CG cameo. It's it's not the real John Turturro. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, uh, okay. So when, okay. So when Sam's dad said, you're not getting a Porsche, he was talking about jazz because I believe you talked about this. You told me this. Yes. I told uh, Fate. Yeah, go ahead. That uh, I'll just, yeah, I'll just say it. Um, jazz, the, one of the transformers that comes to earth with Optimus prime later in the movie. Um, he turned, he, in the original show and his original toy appearance, he transformed into a Porsche but in this movie, he turns into a Pontiac Solstice instead, which kind of looks like a Porsche, but it's not one. And it's because, for whatever reason, they couldn't get the rights to Porsche to let him turn into one. Um, so they made him turn into a car that kind of looks like it. But yes, I had a note about this too. Mm. Sam's dad drives him up to the Porsche dealership pretending like he's going to get him a Porsche. And he's like, you thought I was going to give you a Porsche? No way. So it does seem like that's kind of a little wink that Jazz couldn't become a Porsche in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, after learning this scene, that scene, I was like, oh, this is sad. But um, I'm before, glad you got that. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'm really glad you told me that before I started watching them. By the way, uh, quick. No, I just realized this. I'm loving the Unicron. I just realized oh, yeah. you, you're wearing the Unicron T-shirt. Yeah. It's one of my favorite shirts. It's got his face on the back. Hey. I, yeah, I got you. <laughs> hey that's pretty cool but uh so moving on though so um i'm gonna bring this up a lot but um as they're pulling up into the um uncle bobby b's uh you know dealership did no one see the camaro moving with no car i guess not <laughs> it was right next to the clown that's why i'm asking this because it was literally like two feet away from the from the uh from his cut from the cousin who's like doing the sign and like he's in like clown makeup and he's burning up it's just like yeah i, I mean <laughs> just plot i know i know it's so weird but okay um okay here we go i did i get in more into depth than this i'm sorry did no one find that all the glass shattering suspicious when uh when bumblebee which by the way going back to your uh the, the sound design uh compliment uh like the high pitched noise they couldn't hear it from b they couldn't they couldn't hear it <laughs> i don't know i guess it could be if you if we really wanted to stretch we could explain that nobody notices these weird occurrences because up to this point i mean uh nobody knew about transformers so if they are like nobody knows about alien life, so they're just they don't have any frame of reference to explain these weird occurrences. And they're just like, that's weird. Mm. Mm. All right. 
All right. I don't uh, know th- if it's possible to explain these. No, plots. no, no, no. I look. I just nitpicked like everything that I could find that I like haven't thought about because you know I always watch these films and you know this Russell. I'm an optimistic person. I don't really think about these things too much. I just enjoy the film. I just went to go watch Fast Nine and like I didn't even care how ridiculous it was. I was just having fun and laughing. But going back to this though, um, uh, now let's get into the next note. I know this is early, but I wish John Vaught was in the feature films for some reason. Thoughts? Who's that? Uh, John Vaught is the uh, SecDef, uh, Secretary of Defense. Oh, yes. Yeah, he was pretty good as, as John Keller, the Secretary of Defense. Yes. He played uh, Mr. Sir in Holes, didn't he? I have no idea, but he played uh, Nicolas Cage's dad in uh, National Treasure. He did play. Uh, oh yeah, I kind of remember that. Um, <laughs> yes, he did play. Miss. He did play that guy in um, in Holes, which means this movie is a reunion between Shia LaBeouf and him, <laughs> mm. because Shia LaBeouf I... plays Stanley Yelnats in Holes. Oh. I haven't seen holes yet, but I I, I do I think oh, I do you know what you holes. <laughs> oh boy, there's a lot of things I gotta see. But uh, but anyways, we're we're gonna move on here. Okay, so now okay, so now Sam has the Camaro now, and now he goes to the park. Uh, the friend starts climbing a tree. Climbing trees are fun, <laughs> but not in a movie about high schoolers. Clearly, no, 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 no. Listen, that is extremely accurate to how high schoolers act. Sam's literally like, "Don't be weird to his friend," and his friend immediately goes and climbs a tree. That is so accurate to weird little kids doing I weird mean, things. And and look, I know we're not going to talk about Bumblebee, but this is literally what they avoid in that movie. Like there are some, there's only one or two, at least, at least like one or two like weird scenes in Bumblebee. However, in this, it's just like an overdose here. But like, it's it's just like, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, clearly it's, the writers. It's accurate to teen boys. <laughs> At least for me, I, that's something I would totally do. <laughs> no comment at all. I've never seen anyone in my, probably in middle school or in elementary school, but never in high school. Uh, but anyways. Oh, this leads to a note I had about, so uh, uh, Sam is interacting with Michaela's like 25-year-old boyfriend. Um, oh. And well, he's not, he's supposed to be a high schooler, but the actor looks very old. Um, yeah. He doesn't look like a high schooler. Um, anyway, there's a, a very, there's a flashback. He's like, didn't you try for the football team? And there's a flashback to Sam getting like beat up in the football tryout. And I just right. thought that was very strange and out of place because there's nothing like it in the rest of the movie or any of the movies. It's such a short little thing. It's just like, why is this in the movie? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, wait, well, in terms of that sh- sequence, though, like flash, uh, flashing back, I maybe I'm far fetching here, but I think it was also kind of similar in uh, Dark of the Moon when he's going for his interviews. How they're like cutting between. OK, yeah, you see, I told you it was far fetching. Uh, I just don't remember. I mean, I, I mean, I kind of remember, but it's like I watched all these movies. The last four days are kind of it's hard to remember some details if I'm not looking at my notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, me neither. Me neither. 
Uh, but yeah, I know that that's a small that's a small detail. Um, I will say this right now. As far as we we are in the Transformers uh, series, Bumblebee is the best side character. I'll just say I'll just say it right there. Because he plays Man. these songs, he tries to lighten the mood. He is definitely a big. Uh, he's a wingman for oh, sure. Oh, there we go. Yeah, wingman. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the, yeah, he's. I'm trying to think about the other side characters, and none of them are very memorable. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Bumblebee's definitely the best, and obviously the movies focus on him more than anybody else, and he's like one of the two Transformers <laughs> to survive all five movies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> One of the two Autobots, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I guess since yeah. we're on this scene, we should discuss Michaela. Oh, Megan boy. Fox's character. I've, okay, you go first. You go first. Obviously, she is way too sexualized in the movie she's in. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I, it's I agree. It's pretty disturbing, especially because she's supposed to be playing a high schooler in the first one. Also, it's very, it's very weird. It's like Michael Bay. You need to calm down and stop sexualizing a teenage character, and he does it again in the later movies. It's also, just like, yeah, Mike is in the shot. Also, this is a Transformers movie. You, he really needed to get his shit together. It's a Transformers movie. You didn't see any of this. I mean, okay. To be fair, in the new like. Uh, 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 the anime series on Netflix. I mean, there's there's this like uh, the, uh, motorcycle transformer and Optimus. There's there's some Which kind show? of like tension between what? Which show? Uh, Transformers Prime? No, 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 no. God, no. Oh no. Uh, Transformers Siege. Uh, hold on. Let me find oh. it. For, let me let me find it for you. Uh, the tension between Optimus Prime and Alita. Oh, that's what it is. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You see that? That's okay, right? That's fine. This, however, well, is something. There's only I so much you can sexualize a female robot. To be honest. <laughs> I mean, did, did you? Okay, we'll get into Revenge of the Fallen later. But okay, so, um, tight abs and big arms is just a little too inf- too much information. It was only until now that I realized what Sam was doing. Sam was like. I was wondering why Sam was going like this, like, oh, what is something going on with him? But the, no, he's trying to flex I, I his arms, and I'm just right. like, <laughs> just like, Sam is so it's cringy. So, it's so but unnecessary. Yeah. So um, yeah, Michaela is it's sexualized way too much. It's not okay. But strangely enough, she mm-hmm. kind of has a strong character. If you look past the the sexualization, the incessant sexualization of her right yeah and she is actually in some ways more like proactive than sam (laughs) we can talk about this more later but it's it's very strange that she's in some ways a stronger character than sam is no i agree definitely and and it's easy to like not notice that because of how much she is sexualized Right. right 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 uh but let's see here so they're in the car they're talking um and then here's something that i wrote i don't remember like what lines of dialogue it was before but sam was giving a presentation in front of michaela how do you not remember this 
I remember that. <laughs> no, I know. I'm talking about oh, Michaela, okay. though. Oh, I'm talking about Michaela. Me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Russell, I mean, how, yeah you, they, how could you not remember this? They make Michaela kind of an idiot in that part. Yeah. It's like, really? You don't remember this guy who's acting crazy in front of the class <laughs> 30 minutes ago? <laughs> uh, mm. Oh, yeah, so that's like, right, isn't like, it? Because, like, isn't I, it? I thought it was the same day. <laughs> yeah, that must have been the same day, was it? So oh, It's my. been a couple hours, I guess. And she's like, um, what's your name? Wit? Whitaky? <laughs> Whitaky, and he's like, We've been in the school together since the second grade. And she's like, Oh, immediately I went oof. Immediately I went oof. Just like, okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, going back to what you were saying, the sexualization of uh, Megan Fox in this film is stupid. I, the, I said that the camera shots of Michaela working on the car is stupid. Once again, this isn't necessary. We already know that she- Michaela's gorgeous. We don't need this. Uh, uh, I will say though, in that same exact scene, uh, uh, when Bumblebee uh, plays "Baby Come Back," that was actually cute. That was okay with me. I was all right. I was all right with that. That was and yeah. Cute. Bumblebee's big wingman. Mm. He's got wings. <laughs> okay, so now uh, we're gonna move on to the next scene where uh, that uh, tiny Decepticon, that the, the radio Decepticon that gets on Air Force, Force One. Frenzy. His name is Frenzy. His apparently. name is Frenzy. He actually has a name. I had no idea. I've <laughs> so watched this eight or nine times, but I don't know his name. Uh, I, don't, so, I don't know if they ever say his name in the movie. They don't. They don't ever say his name. Uh, let's, however, he is brought up again in the next film. Uh, but, okay, so they find out that someone's hijacking into the plane uh or yes, the servers i should he's, say he's hacking into the servers on air force one right and then uh, and he i want to say that he's pretty funny to watch as well like oh yeah the physical comedy they made for him is very funny like he's like bah, bah, bah. Yeah. and then later like he's leaving the plane and he's like walking by everybody and just like and putting his hand like, over his face i i have to get to that though but um one one note that I, the the note that i wrote was that uh, did no one think of uh did no one think to take the blades that killed the security uh the security guards on air force one and research it maybe they disintegrated or maybe they were just made out of normal metal i don't know mm. That's a good point. Uh, but yeah, oh, I should say that Frenzy, from my understanding, is a refer- or is a reference to a character from the original show, which huh? is one of Soundwave's minions who turns into a cassette and lives in his chest. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but so and and Frenzy in the movie turns into a, a laser disc beat. player. Well, I was saying Frenzy turns into a disc player. Which is kind of a reference to Soundwave turning into a cassette player, but so mm-hmm. this is why it's weird that he is um, Barricade's sidekick instead of Soundwave, who does not appear in this movie. Mm, that is a good point. And also, he lives in Barricade's chest. Oh, does Just he? Like, like, like Barricade like shoots him out of his chest later on. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Uh. It's a small, dis- uh, or now in this case, is Frenzy John Cena? Because he's just walking in front of everyone and no one noticed. But then yeah, they realized, but then they realized the way Barricade just took off. I, it, I, it's, it's confusing because they're like, they know somebody's hacking to Air Force One. They're like, on high, everybody on high alert. No, 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 this is, no, this is the off plane. the plane. This is when they I know, land I know, the plane. I know, they land the plane. Emergency landing. 
So right. you would think that they're like, oh, this guy is still... They think it's a guy. They think it's a human, probably. So mm-hmm. this person's still on the plane. We have to... You'd think that they would have like a whole thing all the way around to not let anybody off. And then Frenzy just jumps up and walks by everybody and gets into Barricade, who just drives up, up a cop car, which, by the way, has to punish and enslave written on the right, side of it. Right, <laughs> And he like, just no gets in. <laughs> and then he just drives off and escapes. I mean, like, like I said, we can't really... Like the plot of this in these movies is not very important, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but once again, just like how you were saying, you jotted down these notes when you did, so that's what I'm doing here. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, so let's. Uh, I'm gonna skip all the way to the part where um, B leaves uh, Sam's house. Sam realizes that you know it's being uh carjacked uh but the note that i the note that i wrote though was uh it's it's somehow a really nice moment seeing bumblebee transformed shining the beacon into the sky with a really nice score in the background yes i wrote that that scene was um exciting majestic mm-hmm. oh yes indeed i couldn't yeah. agree more yeah, yeah super cool to see that mm-hmm. um did you did you have any notes f- for before that scene or was that was that it? I did not. I literally wrote about Frenzy leaving the plane, and then my next note is about Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> whatever happened in that next, I guess the carjacking scene didn't. It wasn't really a big deal. Um, what's uh, next? Uh, next scene. Oh boy. <laughs> which one are you going to talk about? I mean, I might have just skipped it. This is the note. My the notes. cop scene is kind of stupid. Yeah, it is stupid. I don't know why that's in the movie. It just wastes time. All of these movies, I should say, all of these movies are way too long. Every single one is way too long. They're all over two and a half hours. It's insane. They should be two hours each, especially the later ones. God damn, they have so much <laughs> random shit. But yeah, I, how wait? How long is Bumblebee? Hold on. In that case, how Bumblebee, long is Bumblebee is one hour and fifty-seven minutes. Or around okay, that. you see. Well, there you go. I mean, <laughs> good length. Good length for a, good length. a science fiction adventure. Well, adventure movie. Rise of the Beast. Don't mess this up. Rise of the Beast is absolutely going to be two and a half hours. I guarantee it. <laughs> you know, in all honesty, though, in all honesty, I'm kind of counting on it. I'm really hoping that it I, is. Like I'll, I'm, like I'm down. I'm still down. It's just they are objectively too long. No, I <laughs> agree. Uh, I mean, I, I um, honestly okay. agree, but. Yeah, we should move on. I guess we should start <laughs> yeah. trucking because we do have five of these. Oh yeah, absolutely. I was gonna say Scorpionok, the scorpion that Black o- uh, drops into the desert. It's pretty cool mm-hmm. and scary. Right. It chases the soldiers. Oh yeah, definitely. That scene every time gets me when when his when he's like when it's he's like, like sh- right no no when no 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 when he's right oh, behind yeah, like- Lennox and he's creeping up and then it's just like. Oh, it's it's so good. It's so Very realistic. Cool. So, uh, okay. So a little. So going back a little bit in the same scene, I understand he can't speak Spanish, but I think he understands that everyone else doesn't. This is also unnecessary. I'm just pointing yeah, out know. there. They keep pointing out that yeah, the, the Mexican character. It's like don't speak English, buddy. It's like. It's Why like, is this in the movie? <laughs> I, I mean, at, at first you think it's racist, but then at the same time, it's like. 
I mean, you could say it kindly. I mean, you could be like, hey, listen, It's just man, unnecessary. It's extremely unnecessary. Yeah. yeah. It's very weird. Uh, I love Ty- Tyrese Gibson saying, left cheek, left, left cheek, cheek, left oh cheek. <laughs> that gets me every time. You know what? I will say this, and I know that we're going off track here, but seeing every single shot with Tyrese Gibson in any Fast and Furious movie is... It's just hilarious. Yeah, it tur- he great. turns the movie into a comedy. He's great. He's super charismatic. He's great in, in all the movies I've seen him in, which I guess is just the Transformers movies and then Fast and Furious mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. So let's see here. Uh, the shot with the tail is very thrilling. Really good. The CG is really good. Uh, also, I went through the uh, I hate the customer service scene. At first, it was funny uh, because I was Indian or I am Indian. What? I was Indian. Uh, and it was <laughs> accurate, but this is a very serious scene. Why the fuck is there not any specific number to the Pentagon? Uh, and then I like the sh- that um, I really like that shot of Epps giving a command while the planes fly over. You know that you know that um, that dolly shot towards them as the like the planes are in the background it's like a low angle shot and like he's given that that was a really badass like shot of the apps yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah a lot of the cinematography in this movie is is very thrilling very exciting yeah. mm-hmm. like it gets the job done to be completely honest and i'll bring this up now i think one of the like like absolutely like in concrete like you can say for sure the only one of the only good things about all of these films is the cinematography um I mean, one of the. Th- I mean, yeah, maybe. I mean, it's it's kind of muddled because the editing isn't as good as it could be. Right. Yeah. No, I agree with that. It's yeah, it, a lot of it's pretty good, and like as I said, the robots look very realistic, and I think the cinematography does a lot to help that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Excuse me. Uh. So next, uh, I believe, is the scene where. The girl takes the SD card, making us feel so old, and then go uh, goes to Anthony Anderson's house. Which... Yeah, it's funny because the SD card it shows how big it is, and it's two gigabytes. It's like <laughs> it's so small by today's standards, <laughs> right? Oh God! But no, uh, I love An- Anthony Anderson. I I saw him first in Transformers, and then I watched Blackish, which he's like. You know the dad of the family, and it's okay. it's he's hilarious. So I he is I really, really funny, him. but it raises the question: Is he really the only hacker that can solve this <laughs> thing? Like this guy, this random guy. Yeah, it was just like, uh, yeah. Uh but it was all for comedic effect. I mean, did the yeah, Transformers and- film really have to be that funny? I mean, I know I mean, like you want make it I think enjoyable for. I think it's for the best for them to lean into the comedy. <laughs> Making it's enjoyable just, for I mean, hours. like giant robots are are just by default like just ridiculous. So I think it's a good idea to lean into the comedy, and it can be contrasted because, like, obviously, Optimus Prime is for the most part very serious. I mean, so, in, all, I in, in all honesty, when it comes to comedy in like these sci-fi kind of films, Jurassic Park does a way better job than this. <laughs> like the original one? Yeah, the original. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time, so I can't exactly remember specifics. Like, uh, Jeff Goldblum is... Mm. Oh, yeah, he's definitely very funny. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but, anyways. Uh, yeah, so now so now uh, Barricade 
It's chasing after Sam, who is uh, running away, who's running away from uh, Bumblebee because B comes back to the house. Uh, the transform, the transformation sequence of Barricade is really good. Uh, first, he runs from B, and now in a split second, he trusts him and gets in. I know this is stupid because now later on, I realize like, okay, that was a that makes sense, but like yeah. that was something I jotted down. Thoughts? Um, yeah, I think Barricade looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Cool that he turns into a police car with the, the punish and slave. Um, he's like, I knew that he's mad 217. It's a great scene. It's just, it's, um, yeah, I think the, the fight between Bumblebee and Barricade is, is cool. Very short, though, from what I remember. Mm. It's very brief. And then uh, it kind of switches to uh, Sam and Michaela fighting off Frenzy, who, as I mentioned, shoots out of Barricade's chest. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Michaela is the one to take action and defeat Frenzy with the power drill or whatever. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh a couple other notes you, you got before that scene was uh the rock music of the chase scene is great. I like that. That 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 song was yes. Was pretty nice. Was pretty nice. I think the score, yeah, the score is fantastic. Uh B's feelings were hurt, so that's uh, so why I believe this was after. This was when yes. um, when uh, Michaela says, oh, "Why are we driving in a piece of crap Camaro?" And then you know, stops, yeah. and kicks him out, and then you know, I I didn't even dare to like jot down that note that like, okay, he's flipped over, he's like scanning another Camaro, and no one is realizing this. I was just like, I, I'm not doing this. I read I read something about that scene too. People like it's Michael Bay and people and he's like, yeah, people ask me why I made Bumblebee flip up on two wheels like that. And he's like, I just thought it was cool. <laughs> and but it also it took like it took hundreds of takes to get right as well. It just it took a ton of time, but he just did it because it was cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's Michael Bay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, how could the glasses Give the exact location. Does the encryption change in real time as the cube moves? I mean, it didn't move though. It was, it was trapped in in uh, this. Is, this is skipping to the later in the plot, but um, they mm-hmm. mentioned that the cube landed on Earth and was just—it's gigantic at this point. And it just stuck, and they built the Hoover Dam around the cube. Oh, okay, I see. So they couldn't move it. Mm-hmm. So gotcha. it makes sense that the the coordinates would not have to change because it mm-hmm. was just in the same place, right? Um, okay, yeah. So this okay. So this is this is the scene when uh, the the transformers, the Autobots, Autobots say, the Autobots have met, and now they're at Sam's house. So well, um, well, we should talk about the Autobots for a second. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I think in this movie, the Autobot. I think the Autobot team in this movie is the best out of any of the movies. I yeah. think the designs are good. I think that they're easily differentiated from each other. They're all like a specific color, like Ironhide's black, Ratchet is green, Bumblebee yellow, Jazz silver, Optimus Prime blue and red. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the designs look really good. I think they incorporate a very good amount of car stuff on them to make it seem like they could realistically turn into their vehicle modes. Right. Um, and uh, But they are kind of annoying and i hate how in every movie the autobots are just assholes to each other constantly <laughs> <laughs> no you know what i do have to agree it's just like why is why this uh, i don't and know and iron like 
you're feeling lucky, and he's like she, gonna shoot Michaela and Sam, and it's like Ironhide's like he's gonna he wants to mate with the female, <laughs> and Chad's like, "What's up, little humans? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, little the, bitches?" <laughs> literally, oh, Jazz yeah. literally says, "What's up, little bitches?" <laughs> it's just like a flip. This is a cool the place personality. To kick the designs are cool. The personalities leave a lot to be desired. Right. Besides Optimus and Bumblebee, Optimus is is almost perfect in this first movie. Bumblebee is pretty good, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but the other ones are. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, so the scene where they're at Sam's house and they're hiding. Oh boy. Oh wait, I have one more thing to say. When the okay, Autobots what? are arriving, one guy says, "This is easily one hundred times cooler than Armageddon." I swear to God, Armageddon <laughs> is another Michael Bay movie. So that's all oh, I have to say about that. Oh, that's right. That's right. Also, uh, speaking of films, ladies and gentlemen, people, I've now made the, the right choice. Here's what I'm going to do. You know how each streaming service has like the, oh, what's leaving this month? What's coming this month? What I'm going to do is I'm actually going to set reminders so then it tells me what's available this month so then I can get on that and then watch them before they leave so uh going back to transformers though uh optimus prime is such a kind autobot uh and then now we're at the house uh in 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 all respect in full respect here why are you reconning when you should be hiding and waiting you couldn't wait in your vehicular yeah this this sam's like hide and they're literally like pressing themselves up against his house instead of turning into their disguise vehicle modes (laughs) And also, in this scene, like, Ironhide or Ratchet breaks something, and Optimus Prime is like, what is with you? And that's such that's such a non-Optimus line. And I was just like, why did they make him say that? Oh, uh, no. Uh, actually, uh, if I remember this correctly, it was when uh, Ironhide was, uh, you know, insisting of killing the family. That's why oh, yeah. he said. Yeah. And he's like, what is with you? It's like, it's not something that Optimus... Peter Cullen... Argued with with Michael Bay at times when it came to these kind of lines, and it was just like, oh. I mean, yeah, he's been playing the character for what forty years. He knows the oh, character yeah. better than anybody, and it's it's like the writing leaves. I mean, for the most part, that he's written pretty well, but there are a few times when it's like, what? Why did they make him say this? Hmm. Exactly. It gets much worse in the later movies. I keep saying oh, this, yeah. but yeah, no, no, I, I, I agree with you. The writing, I, except for three, three is pretty good writing. Uh, well, but... I, yeah, I have problems with that too. But uh, like, oh. we can get there. Uh, okay, all right. Sam's happy time. It's shit like this that <laughs> didn't need to be in the okay. Yeah, his, his mom's like, we don't have to call it masturbation. We can call it Sam's happy time. <laughs> I swear. I, I, have, I have to say, I think his parents are hilarious. <laughs> I don't know why. They're supposed to be hilarious. They're not supposed to be like, serious. I think my mind has been broken. <laughs> I think all this stuff that I've always thought was really stupid is just hilarious now. And his parents are so stupid, but they're so funny to me. You see, the thing the thing about this is that this didn't affect me the first time I watched this because I had no idea what the hell they were talking about. But then when I'm growing up and I see this, I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. But, uh, yeah, that's that's one note. And then uh, I, the, next, uh, the next note that I wrote was John Turturro. 
That's all I wrote. Yes, yes. I was going to say, let's skip to when John Turturro shows up. Yeah. He He's a government agent for Sector 7, and he's absolutely amazing. Yes. I, I love him so much. Yes. He's like, just like Shia LaBeouf, he gives it 1,000%, and he's, he's hilarious. It's like, <laughs> it's just, oh my god. Um, and also, then, he's, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Also, he's like a weirdo. He's a big weirdo. It's like it's more Michael Bay making like weird things to sexualizing Megan Fox. It's like he has a line where he's like, "She's a criminal. Ooh, criminals, criminals are, are hot." hot. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, "Dude, what? It's like, You're dude, like, she's supposed to be seventeen. It's just like you must be like thirty or forty. Why are you saying this? Stop. I mean, yeah. But, so fast forward. B quote lubricates. He lubricates John Turturro. <laughs> also, Honestly, I guess we should call him his character name, which is Simmons. Agent Simmons. Simmons. Yes, he he literally p- pisses on Simmons. Bumblebee I, pees on him. I look. People want a good Transformer story, right? They 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 don't need this. They literally literally. I, I'm gonna skip back to to uh, Age of Extinction. So I had so I used to hang out with friends when I uh, when I was a kid, and like the kids were like they were like definitely younger than me. So when we were about to watch Age of Extinction, because there's like the F word, and there's a lot of like really adult terms that are used. I go to the mom and I'm like, listen, this movie isn't like. There, there's some things in here that shouldn't be seen and then she's like oh that's fine i'm like uh, okay so, so we literally go and we watch it because all she knew was that okay they're just giant transformers and they're fighting each other boom there you go that's transformers movie so i was like all right fine yeah. but no at first i thought this was hilarious be lubricating literally pissing on simmons was hilarious however but then later on you start to think that this is a transformers film we need to be focusing on the transformers not their Lubricating. Stop lubricating the man. (laughs) God. And then John Tutoro's like. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it is pretty funny. It's really stupid, but it is pretty funny. Uh, Okay, we should go to. There's a Transformer on Mars, apparently, at some point. Who was it? They. There was like a. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there was like, I guess I don't remember how it was revealed, but they're like this foot, uh, this foot, this camera, or this this Mars lander was the mission to Mars failure. was called a failure, but, but then it was but really it transmitted footage for thirteen seconds, and it's like a transformer destroys it. It's right, like right. what? Tra- who who was that? Was it Megatron? Who? I mean, it must. It couldn't have been I, Megatron. Who was I, it? I'm not gonna lie to you. I I feel like it was B. I felt like it might be Bumblebee. I mean, from, it could have been. From, from the actually you know what no it might not even be either because you know their heads are like they're all the same at first but then when they transform into their uh when they scan a vehicle then their shapes change uh also before we continue it's a great moment when sam fights for b to stop them from freezing b you know when they're getting yeah, captured. They capture bumblebee it's very sad that's a very like good scene i would say this this is what we want this is a transformers movie that's the kind of shit that we should be emotional seeing emotional core they should yeah. have dealt deeper into the emotional core between sam and bumblebee because it wasn't it, it wasn't developed as well as it could have been it was still an emotional scene for him to be captured, but it could have been even more emotional. I agree. Um, so we, it reveals that Sector 7 is inside the Hoover Dam. 
Right. Me- they have Megatron yeah. has been frozen there for since it was built, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Sam's grand- great grandfather saw Megatron and went crazy because of it. Oh, God, <laughs> I saw yeah. Big Ice Man and, mm-hmm. and made him like write Cybertronian letters and stuff. Also, Megatron is the basis for all modern technology. <laughs> apparently, they're like cell phones, cars, computers. This is, okay, all you see, came this from is, him. <laughs> this is one of the mistakes that I feel like they're they're making with this is the fact that they want to incorporate. Transformers with like history and it's just like that like later on in the films which I'll get to <laughs> it just keep getting deeper and deeper and, deeper, into and I, honestly I don't like it I don't like that it's, they're doing that it's I, like, yeah and it's stupid I don't know we're gonna keep trekking away though but uh what what page are we at we're still okay so we're uh, getting yeah, close to the, uh we're close to the finish here uh Nokia's from Finland not Japan I'm giving this a pass because of the fact that John Turturro says the line that's that's the only reason why I'll give a pass but otherwise why why they, they know the way of the samurai, the samurai. Is that the line <laughs> yeah that's the little- <laughs> just everything he says even if it's an awful line is hilarious just because of how he says it <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah. You want those teeth that you wanted for Christmas? <laughs> so yeah, the Hoover Dam was built around the All Spark, apparently, mm-hmm. by President Hoover. It's like okay then. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't make much sense, but all right. Uh, yeah. Also, I thought I wrote. It was funny that every Decepticon like hologram that drives their vehicle modes, like it seems like every single one of them has a mustache. <laughs> 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 Which I, I thought of was that. funny. That's hilarious. Um, well, um, yeah. So, so at this point, we start. We have a, a montage of all the Decepticons getting revealed. Right. Right. right yeah. Like. Yeah. Um. I can't, I'm not gonna list any of the transform. The only uh, Decepticons I know, I know is is Starscream and Barricade and yeah. So yeah, uh, we got Barricade who's been in the movie already. We have Starscream. We have Bone Crusher, mm-hmm. and um, we have uh, Blackout. I think they show Blackout again. And also they have uh, Devastator. They have right. a tank guy called Devastator, but that is incorrect naming. He should be called Brawl. Mm. Because obviously Devastator, a little bit of foreshadow, he appears in the next movie. He is a combiner of several construction vehicle transformers. But they right. called this tank guy Devastator in this first movie. Mm-hmm. But he uh, should be called Brawl. So, uh, so Megatron is starting to melt up. Uh, everyone is just running to Megatron. You know, the vicious alien yeah, murder. The Decepticons break the dam or something. No, but it's the, like, yeah. the, everyone's like the the guy. I don't remember the guy's name, but he's like, hey, everyone get to the NB one yeah, yeah. chamber now. And I'm just like, I guess why? it's because shooting that. him will work, <laughs> which obviously it won't. <laughs> Makes no sense. And then, uh. I love Lennox. Uh, he'd kick Simmons' ass any day. You know the scene when they're yeah, like, like a standoff. Cool. Yeah. Um, so because uh, he's like because yeah, there's a standoff between the Sector Seven guys and the soldiers. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm gonna yeah. count to five. Well, I'm gonna count to three. Mm-hmm. And the Secretary yeah. of Defense sides with, with the soldiers because Sector Seven is shady as hell. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, skip forward a little bit. They have a working flamethrower, huh? Well, uh, <laughs> the next note um, is, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say there's the Optimus versus Bone Crusher fight on the highway, 
which is mm. probably one of the best set pieces in the movie. That's what I was about to say, actually. The cool. realistic cinematic CG shots are the money. Uh, so it looks, it looks very good. It, that's the thing. It looks like it's in the scene. It's, it feels like it's a practical, like, Absolutely. shot. But but no, it's oh, it's yeah, it's fantastic it's how cool. they get the lighting, how they get the contrast, the aspect ratio, and everything. It's 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 fantastic. Yeah. And just the the choreography of the scene is really cool. It's it's oh. it's interesting that Bone Crusher has wheel feet, so he's like skating up to Optimus, and like right. Optimus just grabs him, and they're like falling off like bridges and stuff. And then finally, Optimus like slices his head open and kills him. <laughs> oh yeah! Also, the uh, the kid and the mom in the oh, car yeah. get a real fun 3D Universal Studios experience. Cool, mom. Like, <laughs> so cool, mom. That's like every kid in the th- every eight year old kid in the theaters when this movie came out. Oh my gosh, dude! I was freaking six years old. I I didn't watch that movie until I was like eight. <laughs> um, let's see here. Ah, uh, Decepticon says, "Oh shit." Okay. Says, uh, oh shit. Oh, uh, frenzy does before he gets killed. Yeah, right. it's just like okay. He gets his uh, face blown I, off. You know what? This is this shouldn't be a surprise to me, but I mean, still, I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, they, they should have done that that thing in the games. Have you seen or played the games? The I've played the uh, Transformers Autobots for Nintendo DS. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I got I got War first, or was it uh, Cybertron Adventures for the Wii when I really wanted to play <laughs> War for Cybertron and you know all those games? Yes, but War, no, I played War for Cybertron and Fall of Cybertron as well. They, but they, I thought you meant movie games. <laughs> they they use um they use the terms like ah scrap and you know those kind of things. They don't say oh shit or, or crap. Yeah, they say that's scrap. accurate to the original. Yeah, uh, it sounds so much material. better. It makes more sense, but it's Michael Bay. Uh, uh, Michaela getting the tow truck to help be and being a badass oh, is what we need well, more out of her character. Wait, that actually reminds me that in the like about them saying that they say in the movie that they learn to talk from the internet. Oh God, that's right. <laughs> yeah, from the Sam's world like, wide Sam web. Sam Optimus Prime how he's like. <laughs> I was able to talk, and he's like, "We learned your speech from the internet, the World Wide Web." That's what he says exactly. It's uh, like, oh, and I guess that's why they all have weird personalities. It's just like, okay, I guess. Um, I wrote Furby Truck. There's a Furby Truck that gets destroyed in the final battle. Oh God! Yeah, but yes, as you were saying, Michaela. Once again, being proactive, gets the tow truck because Bumblebee gets his legs blown off. She gets the tow truck, hooks B up, and drives him around so he can shoot people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, uh, the that interaction between B and Michaela is cute and awesome. They they were both thinking of the same plan simultaneously. You know, when they're looking at each other, and then B like gives a slight nod, and then they're both just like, "All right, let's do it." And then the rock music comes on, and then it's just, "Oh, it's so good." That's such a good yeah. scene. That's what we need. But um, okay. And then the we're getting close to my end of my notes for the first one. Uh, Lennox sliding on the ground is hilarious. Um, he slides for very long. It's like he's on a slip and slide. <laughs> this is a Michael Bay movie. It's Transformers. Not none of this is gonna follow logic here. Um, There's a weird shot where, in slow motion where Ironhide is jumping over a screaming woman. She's right. Like, ah! Right. Yeah. 
It's just like, we're not, I don't even think we're looking too much at, there's not like, Ironhide isn't even like so much in the frame. That's like, he's the main focus. It's like, it's, yeah, she's the focus of the shot. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, oh, all right. Also fun fact. Uh, when uh, Megatron falls down uh, from, you know, getting kicked uh, by uh, Optimus, he, f- he flicks a human. That human was Michael Bay himself. Yes. Yes, yeah. it was. And the blue shirt. Anyone who wants to watch it or you know, wants to go back and watch it, blue shirt guy, blonde hair. That's Michael Bay. That's the guy who directed these fucking movies. Speaking uh, speaking of Megatron, oh um, his voice acting as oh, Hugo Weaving doing his voice acting is pretty great. Oh yeah, I didn't even realize it was the Matrix, the guy from Matrix until Agent until. Smith. Now. Yeah, he sounds great. Um, it's not the original voice actor. The original voice actor is Frank Welker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but Hugo Weaving does a terrific job as Megatron. You see, I asked for Transformers One casts, and it's just giving me like Mark Wahlberg, yeah, it, Rosie Hunting. That's like everybody. I don't know. Um, uh, B is British. Bumblebee is British. Yeah, Bumblebee is British. Um. He talks through the radio. But then afterwards, I wish to speak with the boy. I wish to stay with the boy. Well, yeah, he talks at the end of the movie. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it says one line or whatever. Um, oh, yeah. Jazz gets killed by Megatron as well. Can't forget that. He gets ripped in half. Jazz uh, says, yeah. You want a piece of me? And Megatron no, says, I want no. two. Yep. <laughs> and he rips him in half. I'm Jazz sorry. I've seen these films way too many times. <laughs> Yeah, Jazz is the only Autobot casualty of the movie. Um, also, we should mention, does Barricade get killed in this movie? No, he doesn't. So Barricade, I think, if I remember correctly, he kind of just disappears. Right. <laughs> because yeah. he does show up in later movies randomly. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Um, okay, this, this is just a funny question. Um or actually, this isn't a funny question. It's just a weird note. Isn't it kind of weird that the Autobots are just sitting there while Sam and McKay... This is at the end of the movie, by the way. This is at the very end. While Sam That's and so McKay are kissing on B's hood. I'm just like, You're making why? out on the hood. And B is just... Yeah, it's on B's hood. And all the other Transformers, all the other Autobots are just hanging out in vehicle mode. Just facing towards them and then optimus prime is just delivering his epic ending speech and it's like why <laughs> i don't know it makes no sense at all uh I'm, by the way, <laughs> exactly it's it's so weird uh nice end credit scene to either tease the next film or leave it a mystery for people That's who to lose their minds over uh, flying into space right yeah um knowing that it's that was f- funny <laughs> How so? I just because he's a jet. It's just funny seeing him just fly into space. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, a call call of uh, duty, uh, infinite warfare. You see a jet go into space. This isn't new. Uh, okay. Uh, here's my little like short like 
report here summary uh knowing that it's the first live action transformers film i think it was great uh it's not perfect but it's great this is a personal note but all of these films have fantastic realistic immersive eye candy cg there's no need to take note of that anymore <laughs> because this was for me because i knew like i was gonna keep talking about like oh my gosh the way he transforms is so cool it's like the animation done on this is f really good but uh do you have any other notes for 2017 I, mean, yeah, I, to I totally agree the movie is very good for mm. what it is it's it's very stupid yeah in a lot of ways but it delivers on on realistic transformers fighting and a, like a serviceable storyline and uh kind of in, uh entertaining characters to watch um especially shia labeouf and shia Turturro. <laughs> yeah um, um yeah it's it's a it's a blockbuster it doesn't need to be some movie that makes you think it's just like like I know some people don't like it when you're like you need to turn your brain off to enjoy this movie but it's like some movies are like that it's like it's yeah. just it's a it's a dumb it's 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 a dumb fun movie to watch like i agree and it's it's fairly true to the original characters some of them mm-hmm Okay. Oh gosh. All right. So this honestly should not take too long. I don't think I have that many notes as before, but uh, we're going to move on to Transformer. Transformers yeah. Revenge of the Fallen. So uh, immediately. Well, right let me off, yeah. Well, let me preface by saying that I told Fateh oh, a while, like a couple days ago that before I rewatched it, that I felt like Revenge of the Fallen was the worst of the series. Mm. So we'll come back to that at the end oh. of this discussion. Oh. Are, we, are, we, are we doing a ranking? Are we doing a ranking for these films? I, I don't know. I'll tell you which one I think is the worst. <laughs> All right. Uh, I do have a, I have a very specific answer. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's, so let's start the notes off with uh, where we're at. So they, so they start off in uh, 1700 BC, and they show that the human race has met the Transformers before the events of the first film. Yep. The first retcon for how long Transformers have been on Earth. Yeah. That's like, the yep, first. Yep, they've been here for tens of thousands of years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. To be fair, they set they set the limits here. They were like, okay, this is it. This is the starting point. You, you can only be in this. Either they're gonna retcon us and go even further back, or uh, it's it's gonna it's gonna stay in that like time period before that. And it doesn't go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I was gonna say. Yeah, it's weird that all the fallen guys are all like. I guess they're supposed to be the original Transformer Prime guys. Yeah, they all look like the villain of the movie, The Fallen. Yeah, and it's weird to me that they all look exactly the same, like some evil giant spidery guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they just the scene is just them massacring, or I guess the fallen massacring a bunch of early humans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, now that you think about it, yeah, early humans. <laughs> okay um but uh here we go so now the human race so this is now we're now in uh i believe we're in uh, shanghai i believe uh now the human race has teamed up with the autobots to form nest so basically decepticon hunters i like that i like that a lot actually i like the humans forming a new because sector seven is disbanded to make nest i don't i don't remember if you said that but mm -hmm. um it's like the the successor to Sector 7. But oh. it's the Autobots working together. 
Right. I like that. I like that a lot. I like the humans, and it's like the same soldiers from the first movie are part of are part of Nest now, working with the Autobots. I think that's fun. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, in the middle of okay, this is a stupid note, but this is a note. Uh, in the middle of a chase, the ice cream truck Autobot slips and separates because it's twin Autobots in one vehicular form, and now they're beating themselves up. Why those guys? Mudflap and Skids yeah. are the absolute worst. Yeah, the, they're the, the they're, entire series. <laughs> it's like, why is this in this movie at all? It's just I, like I don't know. They're so bad. They're just racial stereotypes, and yeah. they're so annoying. It's just like why? And also, they're the first Transformers we see in the movie. Oh. <laughs> or the first modern ones, I guess. It shows them in their stupid ice cream truck <laughs> mode. <laughs> oh, God. Um, the next note, I really like uh, uh, Sideswipe. I remember wanting to get the mini toy. I have the mini toy, but it's like it's so broken. <laughs> but it's cracked up, but I love Sideswipe. I have a figure of Sideswipe. Oh. Um, yeah, I no, no, but I loved Sideswipe, too, when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. He was definitely my favorite. He's so cool. Oh, and yeah. he also, just like Bone Crusher, he has wheels for feet. He can roller skate around. It's very mm-hmm. awesome. He's yeah. got giant swords on his arms. I can never get him to stand up on its own with the toy, with the mini toy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not good. Uh, okay, so you were talking about how uh, Peter Cullen gets terrible lines to say in films. Here we go. Optimus says, pull over. <laughs> yeah i don't mind that that much to be honest <laughs> i didn't say it was stupid or anything i just pull said optimus over. says optimus prime says pull over yeah, that's all i wrote i mean yeah so yeah he they're taking down this giant wheel guy he's got two giant wheels on him and he's just like rolling through town um yeah i don't know why mud and skids are part of nests they're awful they don't deserve to be there they don't Mm. do shit Um, i don't think they join nest though until later on because you know later on they go back and then they're i guess that was the implication i guess we could yeah i guess we could mention that this movie was made during the writer's strike um there was a writer's strike at the time and that is why this movie barely has a plot because they just they basically just shot action scenes and then made the plot after well okay because there weren't any writers <laughs> there, oh, weren't, there weren't any good ones at wasn't least. there like three writers on this film they well there weren't any good writers it, 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 yeah I, <laughs> I agree okay all right here we go here we go so sam is going to college and the human scenes well, are starting to i was gonna again. say i was gonna say optimus has dropped out of a plane why because it's awesome <laughs> oh indeed Oh, indeed. I mean, that's why you pay the money. That's what you want to go and see. You don't. The, the, the plot is so stupid that you don't want to go for the plot. You want to go for the giant robots beating themselves up. That's that's one of the only reasons why you want to go and see it. Uh, but as I was saying, though, I have, have one more thing notes. to say about the first scene. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Optim- well, they subdue the giant Decepticon. He tells him about the fallen. That he's coming back, and then Optimus just shoots him in the face. It's the first indication that. Optimus is going down a dark path. <laughs> oh yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Well, when uh, the head says, oh, the fallen shall rise again, and then... He's like, I see. I don't, you I don't know, know I did. I did feel like I did feel like it was. It was. It was pretty dark. I, I felt like. Yeah. I think this was like. Obviously, like you could say, like, oh my gosh, uh, Sean Restivo is coming back, and it's just like then you could be like, oh, what does that mean? Oh, are we gonna die? No, it's but like no, definitely like when he it's, shot him, a, it was just like, oh, he's hiding something. Something's going on here. Well, it's a well, it's about Optimus just shooting a a. Uh, a disabled opponent. Oh, like, I see. And it's just like him, like kind of being more evil. Um, I was like, this is kind of a a point that could come later, but these movies are kind of about Optimus Prime becoming disillusioned with humanity. <laughs> you know, I just getting more and more bitter. I'll talk about it more once we get yeah. later on. So as I was saying, Sam was going to college and the human scenes are already starting to annoy me again. This isn't a comedy. This is the Transformers movie. I will say this every single time, unless it Rises of the Beast turns out to be great, because I know that uh, Rise of the Beast is not being directed by Michael Bay. So also, this isn't connected. OK, here's the thing. I just want to point this out right now. They've made I don't know. They made such a big cliffhanger in in last night that like i want a continuation of this where is it let's talk about that once we get there yeah but uh, gosh and oh gosh i don't want to say this but i but it's one of the notes man i gotta say it now the dogs are on the couch having sex why why is this why is this a thing Uh, that uh, it doesn't make sense but uh, to the point of the human scenes being annoying, once again, I was—I thought they were funny. <laughs> I think my mind is broken. <laughs> I'm crying again. <laughs> it's so stupid, but it's just, I don't know. I mean, it's overdramatic, but like at the same time, that's kind of how like parents are act. That's how they act. So they kind of tried to... Just, they just tickle my funny bone for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'll say that. I I think that I think the parents are are they're hilarious. Uh, but yeah, Sam is gonna abandon Bumblebee at his house while he goes to college across the country. Like, hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna oh, bring did that you have up something to say before that. I'm gonna bring that up. So first of all, uh, we were on the topic of uh, sexualization of Megan Fox. He's back at it again. The very first shot of Michaela. Mika- the very oh, first yeah. shot, yeah, Sexual, sexually painting a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, and then and then camshafts. This is this is too much already. Just, just camshafts. This is. Mm. Yeah, Sam's like, I love it when you say camshafts. Can you whisper it to me slowly? Just, and I'm just like, oh god. <laughs> um, but now going into the serious bits, though. Uh, Sam finds a sliver of the cube stuck on oh, his yeah. jacket. It falls through the roof and turns the appliances into mini Decepticons. Uh, yeah, I don't think we That's have to have any really thoughts something. about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I have one thought. Oh boy, I, I still have the toaster. <sighs> oh, they actually, they actually sold. <laughs> they those? made some. Yeah, it's the toaster. I had the. You know what I had? I had the binocular ones and the phone one. Oh, those ones are cooler than the stupid toaster <laughs> guy. Look at his creepy face. <laughs> Ah, it, it looks like one of those, uh, you know, those Lego, uh, 
what was it? Those Lego miners, you know, the Lego miners. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. The little Rock guys. guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it does look like that. Oh, uh, oh gosh. I'm so glad that you're here to talk about this stuff with me. I'm really <laughs> glad that we're on the same page here. I was really Hell worried. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I know barely anybody who care, gives, could give, like, I don't know anybody who could give two shits about the Transformers <laughs> movies besides you. So yeah. I'm very happy to be having this discussion. Uh, but, but getting back to the Transformers, though, uh, B comes f- uh, flipping out of the uh, the uh, comes flipping out of the garage and now and has now blown up the house trying to save everyone. And now he's getting yelled at by Sam after the fact that Sam literally yelled for Bumblebee to come out. And now he's yelling at Bumblebee because yep. because now the house is yep. just right, despite the fact that literally everyone is leaving anyways. So yeah. <laughs> okay. The well, reason gonna, the government's going to fix it for the and they're and then they're going to get a hot tub and a and a, a, a pool and then the mom's going to skinny dip and no one can say shit about it and I well like yep. you said it's hilarious. Um, okay, <laughs> I, I'm surprised. I don't know if this was a rule back then, but freshmen aren't allowed to have cars. Really? That's, that's yeah. That's a thing for a lot of colleges. That's legit. Really? Mm-hmm. For freshmen, it's, it's just because a lot of people want to bring cards, so they they just limit it to upperclassmen for some schools. Off what the top if they of have my a head, job. I mean, they can't rely on trains and. They taxis. have to use public transit. Off the top of my head, I know UC Santa Cruz does that. Oh. Uh, I think UC Berkeley probably does it too. Oh boy. I'm glad you brought that up because I'm literally going to go outside after this and I'm going to yell at my car. Listen, Nissan, I can't take you to college. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Michaela gets naked for no reason. She takes off her clothes and is wearing a dress underneath, I guess. Yeah. She's like, why? This is like, um, she's okay. like, she's flowers. She's like, say you love me, Sam. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, say the L word. Um, I understand that the storyline is focusing on the life of Sam and the Transformers, but it's focusing on the relationship between Sam and Michaela. I didn't write anything else. I don't know why, but it's fine. It's, uh, it's, it's dumb. And then, and then uh, afterwards, uh, wait, they just left right after the attack. Sam is going to call, and, and there's the, they they just move out, roll yep. out. That's it. <laughs> yep (laughs) okay all right you just got your house blown up you didn't call anybody i guess the government will take care of that uh sound wave is yes i was gonna say sound wave the sound wave is now introduced as a satellite uh like decepticon what what are your thoughts him being a communication satellite is a absolutely great fit for him Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he's very cool um his voice sounds good i'm pretty sure he's voiced by frank welker who also voiced him in the original show that's right so that's cool as well uh, by the way yes, we haven't sir. talked about him yet but uh megatron in this movie is also voiced by frank welker instead of hugo weaving oh really yes frank welker voices soundwave oh wait does he voice megatron? oh no wait was i wrong i might have uh, been wrong yeah you're wrong it's uh hugo weaving Also, you, yes, he does come back. Okay, my bad. He does, Frank but Walker, Frank Walker does voice Soundwave and Devastator. Mm-hmm. You know what really got me though was that uh, Tom Kenny 
voices Skids and Wheelie. He, I think he only voices Skids, actually. No, he was also Wheelie, the RC truck. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought I, I thought you meant uh, Mudflap. Oh, yeah, yes. no. It was he skids. voices Wheelie and Skids. Yeah. <laughs> I um, love it. I, I appreciate it more. Like, I'm, I'm okay with it a little bit more. Like, I, I still hate Skids, I'm, but I mean, like, the... So knowing bad. that it's Tom Kenny, it's like, all right. But yeah, Soundwave, very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, he now, he, yeah, he now hijacks a U.S. satellite to gain access. Uh, my question is, uh, during the briefing, uh, why can't Optimus be seen in the briefing? Why can't he be seen? What do you mean? Because they say that, um, oh, uh, they can't be seen. He's out of the frame. He's out of the shot in terms of like the vo- the video call. Uh, I don't know. Oh. I don't remember that. That's that's that's, that's a mystery. Uh, let's oh, see. Optimus, Optimus is getting upset at humans. Finally, he's like, "I have witnessed your species' affinity for war." Because oh, <laughs> yeah. they want to like, they want him to like give them weapons. I guess it's like you're stupid. Yeah. Uh, and then um, fast- Soundwave finds out where Megatron is. At the oh yeah, he's at the bottom of the ocean. That's where they put him at the end of the first movie. Right, yeah. Um, excuse me, Jesus. Uh, Sam has arrived at college. He's met Leo, his roommate and CEO of the Real F and I don't understand what Sam's major is. What what is he into? Like, well, then, if they um, dive well, in, according to the next movie, it's like geopolitics, I guess. Also, I don't know what school he's at, but it is apparently an Ivy League. Hmm. I think he's in Philadelphia. I think, as far mm. as I'm concerned, Maybe he's uh, supposed to be. A, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, now Sam's mom is eating weed brownies. <laughs> yeah, it's so hilarious. <laughs> so dumb, but it's so funny. Uh, she's making a scene. If if it's not that bad, if it's cut down a little bit, uh, Sam is pissed. And literally, when he says, he literally goes, Dad, I got the booties, let's go. It's the most hilarious thing out of the entire movie. When he's Shia LaBeouf like, is so good. It's, it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, and then uh, moving along, though. Uh, Sandwave has, a shot, uh, has shot a hound Decepticon to the secure base where... <laughs> poops it out. Thank you, yeah. He poops out a hound Decepticon to the secure base where the other shard of the cubes being hidden uh, a bunch that, of that yeah. the, 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 I think it's supposed to be a panther it's called Ravage oh. it's another one of his original cassettes oh I see and so is Laserpeak who is in the next movie hmm uh, a bunch of Marvel Decepticons merge into one thin Decepticon which is very cool it also slices a dude in half yeah I mean yeah yeah, I actually it's, it's okay. the creativity it's kind of, of it. I was just gonna yeah. bring up the creativity of it of like how like Bunch oh, little balls turn into the one guy, and he's like, he's mm-hmm. like paper thin. Oh yeah, pretty interesting design. Uh, uh, all right. Now uh, Sam's at a frat party, and it is the same night that he has a webcam date with Michaela. He then starts to see the symbols, uh, and now B is and now B is now there. And as an excuse, Sam tells the other students 
that his friends went to get him a tighter shirt. Why? Why would why would you say that? You know when the two when the two jocks they're like, uh, oh we are we already have a tighter shirt. We checked. Now why do I put park That's my foot up your ass? And I just like and then Sam is just like he's aggravating them. He's literally going, oh what size shoe you were? And then That's what Sam has always done though. He did in the first movie to the to <laughs> Michaela's jock boyfriend as well. Yeah. He's just he's so good at antagonizing jocks. <laughs> but th- literally, that's the best line. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to find you a tighter shirt. And they're like, there isn't a tighter shirt. We checked. And then they just quickly <laughs> fist bump. <laughs> it's, like, it's like there's no the context as to who these people are. Uh, and then just guys wearing tight shirts, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, well, we should mention the girl, Alice. Yeah, I was just about to get to that. Very so- forward with trying to seduce Sam. Yeah, she must have learned it from the World Wide Web. That's what I was thinking. So she, <laughs> if any viewers don't know, she is turns out to be a Decepticon. Um, and yeah, I was th- I was like, I wrote down how did a Transformer learn how to seduce people? <laughs> like, I guess just through the internet too. It's like, how, how is there a Decepticon that can turn into a person anyway? It doesn't make any sense in the established lore of this world <laughs> well you know what uh in transformers animated uh one of the characters turns into a transformer she can transform and then at the very very end of the last night quintessa transforms into a, a gemma chan so yeah, it doesn't make any sense though. it doesn't well, make sense in these movies they're not supposed to you know michael bay just didn't want to make it any sense but you i agree to make with a you. sexy girl transformer with a giant prehensile <laughs> tongue uh alice gets in the car without sam's permission b tells sam that he's cheating again now b is pushing b, alice around once he again fucks her up <laughs> And he, quote, lubricates Alice in a very disgusting way. Or I guess you could say he pukes on her. I guess you could say that. He puts liquid on her. It's pretty gross. Yeah. Sam's uh, like, it's in my mouth. (laughs) B is is the best side character in the series so far. Um, Okay, but then we move on, though. Uh, Serious stuff now. Optimus needs Sam, but Sam doesn't want to be a part of it. Yeah. Hmm. And then in the third movie, he's like, I want to be known. I want to be the, what is it? I want to be, uh, wants to be on the team. I want to mean something. Yeah. I want to, I want to be a part of it. Yeah. Uh, Megatron. Megatron is now resurrected. He's revived about this scene. Okay. Go Um, for it. So a bunch of Decepticons find out where, well, Soundway finds out where he is, and a bunch of Decepticons stow away on like a cargo ship and then swim down to him. Mm-hmm. And this is an interesting thing about these Decepticons is all of them are Constructicons, which means they are part of Devastator, who shows up later. Right. But then they tear one of them apart to rebuild Megatron. Mm. And then the same guy appears later. <laughs> um, so that's just a continuity error. Or Michael Bay yeah. not giving a shit. Yeah, probably. Or that could be another deceptive. It could be another Constructicon. Well, I I know exactly which one it is. It's Scrapper. Mm. It turns into like the pusher vehicle. Right. Because <laughs> Devastator needs all of his parts to be yeah. a full thing, and Scrapper turns into his forearm. I he think he need he needs his Constructicon genitals, man. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. All right. 
Uh, Megatron is now resurrected. He flies to a planet where hatchlings of Decepticons are just... I wrote, Transformers are born from egg sacs? <laughs> I, I don't understand this. Uh, so, okay, so we now learn that all the knowledge... I'm trying to get through this as fast as I can. We're on the yeah. last page here. We now learn that all the knowledge in the AllSpark has now been absorbed by Sam. Sam is now in class and has a weird moment where he stands up uh, and says that he read oh. the entire book and that Einstein is wrong. Of course, uh, uh, Dwight Troop from The Office literally goes, what the fuck, bro? Yeah, that's hilarious. My camera will be back in just a second. Oh, boy. <laughs> With technical and difficulties. Oh, technical difficulties. Oh. There we go. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, Sam being insane, even more so than last time. Absolutely hilarious to watch. Also, Ryan Wilson is the teacher. Ryan Wilson is the teacher for some reason. Mm -hmm. um, and he plays like the exact same character as Dwight. And also, all the girls in his class are really into him for some reason. And it's kind of disturbing. <laughs> mm, yeah. Well, I'm not going to get into that because that's uh, that's quite true, okay? <laughs> he literally <laughs> says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, and I thought that was such a Dwight line. <laughs> and, th and this is after he was, or yes, this was after he was already Dwight on The Office, so. Yeah. Uh, I think that his character in this movie is definitely uh, inspired by his character on The Office. Oh, certainly. Uh, okay, yeah. So he begins to uh, talk. He begins talking really quick and weird about Prince about the principles of Energon. Uh, but yeah, it's I, like, I, these these rules work for one dimension. But what about the other seventeen? <laughs> <laughs> and, and according to the the physics of, of Energon, <laughs> it's, it's oh gosh, it was it was so funny. Uh, moving on though, uh, there's now an RC truck Decepticon, which is Wheelie, uh, trying to steal the sliver. He's been sent by the following. He says, "Bitch." Uh, I Alice, despise Wheelie. Uh, let me just say, I despise him. Yeah. I, uh, I liked him as a kid. I despise him now. You know, though, um, in three, uh, he's all right, but he's not. Oh, no, I yeah, hate I him in every movie he's in. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> don't be sorry. No, that's I, I. The reason why I'm saying he's not that bad in three is because of the uh, companionship with with uh, brains. And, you know, when they're on the battleship and then I, ha I hate brains, too. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. No, that makes sense. No, man, don't hey, don't be sorry. Let's, I, let's keep going. <laughs> let's keep going. All right. Uh, Alice is a human Decepticon trying to kill Sam. Uh, Michaela walks in on the two, thinking that he's cheating on her. Alice takes her five foot tongue and strangles Sam. Sam screams it's like a girl. It's more than five feet. It's like ten feet. <laughs> but yes, Sam screams while Michaela, once again being proactive, throws a box <laughs> that she has wheelie locked in at the evil girl Decepticon. Mm. Yeah. Which is pretty hilarious. Uh, where is it? Okay, yeah, so now it's a now it's a comedic scene, and Sam, Michaela, and Leo are hiding in the library, arguing how did they survive that fall? Oh, wait, no, that's how they survived that fall. That was a... Uh, so, it's a comedic scene in the library... Hilarious, yeah. You you had ten minutes to talk about. Oh, her time. Okay. Uh, moving on though, we're we're trying to get through the important bits here. So they're they're in a car flying in the helicopter. Now I just want to skip this one because it says, "How did they survive that fall?" Uh, now, uh, so they now smash, it, they smash Alice. By the way, Michaela smashes Alice with her car. Right. Yeah. 
and then they get picked up by a, uh, a helicopter Decepticon who looks exactly like Blackout, but mm-hmm. is not Blackout. His name is Grindor, another mm. reused design. Um, and Megatron is here, and they're like brain. They're putting a guy in in Sam's brain. Yeah, they now insert a worm-like Decepticon to get the info out, and then Optimus comes in, and uh, yeah, Sam and uh, Optimus and Sam now chases Megatron. It's now in IMAX format. Uh, the rest of the Decepticons ambushed them. And I really like the sequence because it's an IMAX and also it looks really good. Uh, Optimus kicks everyone's ass until uh, yeah. Megatron stabs him in the back, killing him. Nearly 1v3s, Megatron, Starscream, and Grindor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he dies. Optimus dies. The end. Uh, yeah, so the new Decepticons arrive with the Fallen, and they kidnap Sam's parents. Skids and mud flaps are annoying, but when they scare Leo, it put a smile on my face. He's being annoying as well. Yeah, Leo is one of the worst human characters. Yeah. He yeah. does nothing. <laughs> Literally nothing. So I, love, I love the scene. Okay, so Soundwave calls Sam's mom, and she isn't even phased by it. She's just like... I'm not afraid of your scary voice. Stop calling me. <laughs> with, with your perverted breathing. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Oh, it's hilarious. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. So uh, I said this before. Uh, I, I wrote this. Oh, apparently the twins are voiced by Tom Kenny. Damn. Uh, moving on. Galloway is irritating, but that's good. That's what his character is supposed to do. Yeah, they, they like vote to stop working with the Autobots, right? Yeah, uh, and then, which is stupid, because then a bunch of Decepticons fall from space. I have authority from the President of the United States. That's literally, that's literally all he says. Uh, the, okay, so the next one is uh, Simmons is revealed to be Robo Warrior. Uh, um, yes, I love that Simmons is back. <laughs> he I works know. in a deli. <laughs> it's the best thing. It's the best thing. You want to say anything? Uh, do you have any no, notes about, about this? trying to okay yes uh yeah he's he's hilarious he's awesome i love him all right um i wrote uh, mud flap and skids being racial stereotypes <laughs> yeah okay I mean, that, that makes sense uh okay so now we skip all the way to when they're about to uh find jet fire michael bay we did not need a shot of Totoro's ass i'm just gonna oh, say but that we did <laughs> not only that it's his ass in a fucking thong oh god and it has six or seven thong <laughs> it's like why Where's so the... weird oh god um, um yeah they go to the air and space museum mm-hmm. uh but this is actually this is not the one in the national mall in dc this is one uh outside of town i forgot what it's called there are a couple in the area i've actually mm. been to this museum it's very cool it looks just like it does in the movie oh that's where they find Jetfire. Right, yeah. So I'm going to... Okay, there, there's, there's a couple of them that... Okay, Leo tases himself. All right, we can get through that. Uh, they resurrect an old Decepticon without checking. It's Jetfire, though he's on the Autobot side. Um, also, he's an old man. Oh, yeah. He's he's, he's an old... He's old uh, and he farts and stuff, and I don't like him that much. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Um, Willie's now humping. Michaela's like, you see, when you think of Transformers... That's my but, least favorite scene yeah, in any of these movies. Yeah, like, it's just like... 
It's transform. I don't know why you had to do this. Uh, he now. So now Jet uh, Jet Fire farted. Uh, he now teleports with everyone to Egypt. Michaela, why can he teleport? It doesn't make I, sense. I, I, what? Also, I was just saying, why can he teleport? I don't know. It doesn't he, make sense. He did. He did teleport. Why though? Why can he teleport? How does he oh. have that power? <laughs> right. I see. Uh Yeah. It's. It's fine. Could it be the symbols? Maybe. Maybe. The, I don't maybe. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Magic. <laughs> All right. Um. So let's see here. So Michaela lands on Leo. This was such a Whedon move. I'm referring to yeah. the Whedon cut of Justice League. Yeah, she lands on his crotch. He's like, this would be awesome if you didn't land on my nuts. Yeah. Okay, so the Matrix of Leadership introduced. Uh, Lennox and the team kick Galloway off the plane. It's hilarious. I love that scene. It's so satisfying. Yeah, that's pretty good. Like Lennox, yeah. once again, being a, a bro. Mm -hmm. uh, B is the big brother when it comes to, you know, freaking disciplining mud flapping skids, which, you know, now that you think about it, you know what? I will say it officially on the air. I hate him as well. Uh, <laughs> Simmons is hilarious when, when he begins, uh, when he starts being patriotic. One man betrayed by the... He just, keeps, he just keeps saying the same line. <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, that was a really good spook when Sam and Michaela are hiding. So when they're hiding in the... You know, in that little building, and then like, you know, it gets quiet, and then you hear like the sound, and then they come crashing in. That got me real good for like the first three times I watched it, but then afterwards it was like, okay, that's predictable. But yes. uh, Devastator eats Mudflap and gets wrecked by him. That's probably the only good part of having them in the film. Uh, the moment between Sam and his dad is pretty good. Uh, the argument between Simmons and with Captain Wilder is hilarious as well. When he's like, what is your name, sailor? And he's like, Captain Wilder. And then he says that like, oh, you better, you better get that railgun ready. Simmons convinces the, the ship captain guy to shoot Devastator with a gun, mm -hmm. <laughs> the giant gun. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, so, okay. Yeah. About Devastator. We can oh, see. <laughs> so. We can see robots that are supposed to combine to form him also fighting in the fight as at the same time that he's around. Wait, really? <laughs> yes, we can see Long Haul, who's the big green guy. He forms Devastator's right foot. And we can also see Mixmaster, the, the uh, cement truck guy, fighting as well. And he forms Devastator's head. Oh, also we see uh, the red jackhammer guy. Remember, he's like threatening Sam and his parents. Oh, uh, yeah. Or something. He also is a part of Devastator. All of these characters are just in the fight while Devastator is walking around combined. So, huh. yeah. Well, I remember getting the Burger King toy of Devastator. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. It's just like Monopoly pieces. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, loved Devastator as a kid. He's so cool. Yeah. He was, it was a scale too, like an IMAX. Whew. That was that was really fun. Uh, but let's see here. Uh, jet fire. Oh, something going on. I hear, I hear a weird sound in my house. 
Oh, uh, is it the dog? Is he back? Is he back it's talking? like a, a whooshing sound. It's not a big deal. Uh, Jetfire just slices and dices some mofos. I love it. Uh, nice lethal weapon reference by Jetfire when he says like, oh, I'm getting too old for this. I can't remember, but it's uh, two wrecking balls as Devastator nuts. Really? Okay, fine. I guess I hate that. I hate that yeah, so I, yeah. At first, I was like, "Whoa, why are they? Why are they looking at two wrecking balls?" And then later on, I realized, "Oh, huh." Uh, so the primes are alive in a sense. So this, so, okay. So this is when uh, Sam gets. Uh, he has the sand, right? He has the sock. He goes. He gets. Um, he gets knocked out by Megatron when he uh, when Megatron uh, shoots a missile towards him. Uh, he's unconscious. He's now talking to the primes in his. Uh, in his mind, basically. So, are they technically alive then? Because I know their I bodies know. are like. Are, is it doesn't this like, make sense. <laughs> is this like Star Wars, where like okay, they're 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 yeah, they're, they're blue alive ghosts. with the Force. Is this Transformers yeah. Force here? Oh, they're God. one with the Matrix, I guess. Yeah, uh, or maybe they're in the Matrix. Oh. I meant the Matrix of leadership. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I got three more. Uh, I got three more notes. Wait, yep. Fallen has telekinesis, and he can teleport, and will. he can teleport. He's OP. I, I, and he can okay. Uh, and then okay. So this, you were you were asking you were actually asking about this when I sent you a picture of this. Uh, damn, Jetfire gave his life to make Optimus thick. Yeah. Because if you actually see him at the end of the movie, he's He's really thick. He is ripped. He's got a big, fat body. And his thighs. It's just like, ah. Uh, And then finally, Um, the last note out of the... before. Well, I have something to say. Yeah, go ahead. So, so Jolt. They're like, Jolt, electrify them. So, Jolt, this random Autobot who who has been in the background this whole time, has to electrify Optimus and Jetfire to combine them. Mm Mm-hmm. He doesn't do anything else in the whole movie. He's just wow. in the background of some he's scene. A big, he's got a big role in the uh, yeah, Universal I, ride. I was like, <laughs> oh, he does? He does. I've never been on the ride. Um, but he's. I was like, he's integral to the plot after doing nothing in the whole movie. Jolt. Jolt death. Jolt ride. Hold on. Wait, he dies on the ride? No, he's part of the ride. I think you're riding in Jolt, Jolt I think. No, you're Cause... riding in EVAC. I actually know that. Evac. You're writing a, in a, a character they invented for the ride called Evac. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, they do look kind of similar, I think. Mm-hmm. They're both blue. <laughs> uh, so here's my final note here. Okay. So Optimus kills Fallen. Honestly, I think the only reason Prime could kill him was just because he had the balls to do it. Yeah, Jetfire as well. Yeah, that's, that's all. I have something to say about that, unless you have more. No, no, go ahead. I'm, I'm done. He says, he says, give me your face. And rips off the Fallen's face. Second hint that Optimus Prime is going down a dark path. Wait, does he really say, give me your face? He says, give me your face. And then he rips his face off. It's insane. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to do a fact check here. The, what? It's true. I, I didn't catch this. Uh, if I can find it. Uh, but uh, no. Uh, do you have any other notes for? Oh, I could just say uh, I thought that I would hate this movie, but I didn't mind it that much, and it's not my least favorite of the series. 
Oh boy. Ooh, you're adding some mystery here. I like this. I like this. Because I was going to say like it's it's not that bad, but I mean like I understand rating wise this probably is the worst, but uh no, I agree this isn't as bad. From the human side, Turturro and Shia LaBeouf continue carrying it for me. Oh yeah, that's true. And uh, the human side is what annoys me the most out of some of the other ones. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I'm, I'm actually watching the scene right now. Uh, uh, you picked the wrong planet. Give uh, me your face. Oh my god, he says that. Oh goodness me. Shit. All right. Okay. Yeah. God. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, That's a pretty evil thing to say. Not. You know what? Yeah. You are right. I'm. I'm not even gonna argue with you. So. We're going to immediately move on to what mm. I believe is, uh, this is pretty early to say, but I believe this is my number one favorite Transformers Bayverse film. Transformers this started to move. was very good. Yeah. I feel like I feel like it was more focused. I feel like it wasn't like, oh, hey, check it out. Oh, hey, look, I got two robots that are perverts. It's, it's like it's still there. However, it's more it's more it's more better. This, the writing, because it's well, a different it's, writer. It's completely absent from this movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. You know what? You're right. Yeah, that is. That is. Yeah. Um, OK, here. So it's it's Thank currently primus for that. So, oh goodness, we yeah we have to we have to get through this. We have to get through this we right have to now. Super okay. speed. Yeah, super speed. So, yeah. Uh, okay. So, Transformers: Dark of the Moon. We start off with an origin story. It opens with a chase happening with uh, the Autobot ship, the Ark, during the war on Cybertron. As of now, this is the second encounter that humans have had uh, with Transformers. This time, it takes place when the U.S. goes to the moon for the first time, except in this storyline, it is a mission to, in disguise to check out the crash site of the Ark. They find the Autobots and bring back something from the crash to Earth. <laughs> Yes, I think that's hilarious. I think it's so funny that the entire the, in this universe, the moon mission program was inspired by Transformers crashing on the moon. It wouldn't have happened otherwise, according to this universe. <laughs> um, also, John F. Kennedy and Richard Nixon are in the movie, and that's also very funny. Also, Obama is in the movie. There, there is a uh, yeah. yeah. Obama gives Sam a medal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's uh, hilarious. Oh yeah, okay. I'm I'm gonna get into this again. So from the title reveal, the first thing we see is ass, physical ass. And honestly, as pleasant as that may seem to some people, this isn't what we want in a Transformers movie. We had that. You have that shit in Six Underground. uh, The first shot after the title reveal. It's uh, but uh oh. What did I do? I did something. The camera just... Uh-oh. The camera's freaking out. Okay. Uh, it's Rose Hunting, Huntington Whiteley. Uh, it's Carly when she's walking up the stairs to Sam. And you, you can... Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah. I, I think it's really... I mean, I, I think that Megan Fox decided herself not to come back. Oh, yeah. I, that's probably for the best because she was not treated well by Michael Bay. Yeah, I agree. Um. But it's very weird within the story that there's a new girl, and also the new girl is not nearly as good as Michaela. Oh, absolutely! And also, it's uh, the way they explained it was kind of weird. They're like, like, oh, Michaela yeah, broke like up Michaela with 
Like yeah. in the last movie, I kid you not, the last movie, it was literally, Michaela was literally after Sam to to tell her that he loves her. And then yes. now it's just like, oh, she broke up with me. What happened? I, I would like to know that. But, you know, th- this kind of stuff in terms of like the first shot and everything, you had this in Six Underground. It's on Netflix. Go watch it. Everyone has Netflix. Uh, it made sense in that movie. Uh, yeah. But anyways, um. Also, As, Transformers were uh, responsible, or Transformer technology was responsible for the meltdown at Chernobyl, right. apparently. Mm-hmm. Optimus Prime goes there. There's a giant worm with shockwave inside of it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, I, I, I hadn't even gotten there yet. You know, there was okay. a... Oh yeah, wheelies living with them. Yeah, okay. Cool. I'm just going to note this, and then we'll... we'll, we'll keep moving on here as sam and carly are making out a mini or uh, brains brains is just staring at them i just don't get why they have had to do this i can understand the two are in love but having a perverted transformer is not what we want in a transformers movie i don't yeah brains is even worse than wheelie in my book yeah (laughs) and they're both living there uh Despite all the shit that sam has been through the government won't even offer him a job even the even the autobots Yep, no job for Sam. He's like, job oh, that's weird. Uh, so uh, Bumblebee is now on missions with the rest of the team, leaving Sam with a piece of junk car similar to me. Uh, the comedic scene, the comedic bits, the parents have more are toned down, and I like that. It's a little more toned down, but it's still very hilarious. Uh, so it is now revealed that the Autobots are now solving human problems. Optimus is like uh, killing terrorists. Right. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah. So now, so now we, uh, they were helping out the Autobots. Now the Autobots are helping them. Literally. Yeah. Uh, one cool thing. Optimus's trailer transforms into a battle station. I love it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. He I has remember, his trailer finally. And it turns yeah. into that. Yeah, and finally. actually. tech. Yeah. Uh and I love actually you know what? Uh this is a personal nostalgic note. Uh I remember actually getting the Nerf gun. Uh you know, the trailer Nerf gun. Oh where, yeah. Where, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, the defense, yeah, yeah, you see. Uh but yeah, no, that's why I love that so much. Uh, Shockwave, as you said, Shockwave is introduced. The interview scenes are a bit much. I will say that. Yeah, well, let me just say about Shockwave. He's very cool, and also he's extremely underutilized. And also he's voiced by Frank Welker again. <laughs> or Frank Welker voices Soundwave and Shockwave. Hey. Uh, uh, God, I can't find but the yeah. right word. I, he, we're, we're talking about Transformers. I can't think straight, <laughs> Russell. Uh, but let's see here. So, yeah, by the way, yeah, Shockwave, fantastic. He uh, basically shows up at the beginning and then disappears for the whole movie and comes back at the end. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, uh, interviews. Uh, John Malkovich is in this movie, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> He's hilarious. <laughs> Francis McDormand is in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say too, yep. She's pretty funny. Um, a, a lot of the human characters are pretty funny. I feel like in this movie, I think even more people turn it up to 11. And yeah. I think it's especially... I think the human scenes are especially tolerable because of that. Because everybody is going just insane constantly right. yeah exactly um, especially sam sam fucking loses his mind in this movie again and it's so funny it's a collector's item 
It's like, don't touch my car! <laughs> uh, He's just yelling at the top of his lungs constantly. Okay, well, yeah, we're going to have to move things along here because it's 3.40. Yeah, yeah. You have to leave at 5. We still have two more movies to talk about, so here we go. Uh, oh gosh, how do we um, how do we do this here? So Optimus is pissed, giving them the silent treatment uh, because apparently they had known about the Transformers before them, I guess, or secret stuff that they didn't tell him. He thought that they knew, but really only a few people knew, including the real Buzz Aldrin comes in and plays himself in the movie and talks to Optimus Prime. I actually like that. That was that was cute. I liked that it was too. Fun. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, Sentinel Prime was the leader of the Autobots before Optimus. Sam is having a panic attack after meeting Carly's boss, Dylan, who is very hot. Sam is kicking the shit out of his car. It's quite relatable. Uh, he just keeps kicking it. He's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> he literally loses his mind. <laughs> oh, well done, Shiloh Beef. Um, okay, apparently it's because of Dylan that Sam got the job at Accuratech. Accuratech. Um, and apparently the Autobots have had an Autobot-sized spaceship. Megatron is in the desert scaring off animals like he's a lion, which I have to bring up, though. The sound design of him, like his like roars sound like a lion, and I love it. Yeah, um, and, and Soundwave is here. He turns into a car now, and he looks very cool. Yeah, he's now a, a Mercedes now. He's a Mercedes. Yeah, Mercedes. spoilers. He turns out Carly gets a car from her boss, a very expensive yeah. car, which turns out to be Soundwave, which is a reveal in the movie. I, Dylan is working with the Decepticons. But let me just say, in the first scene where Soundwave meets with Megatron, his, the Mercedes logo is actually not on his chest to preserve the reveal. Mmm... I just oh. thought that was a nice detail. It's just a, a dark space. Oh, I see. Wow. All right. Wow. I didn't even realize that. Goodness. Uh, so let's see here. So laser. I have one thing to say. I'm a bit disappointed yeah. about Soundwave's voice. I kind of wish it was a little bit more, you know, like the classic, but. Yeah, it's still okay. But it could be better. Also, I just I, I really I think Laserbeak is horrifying. I yeah. hate that he talks. It's very creepy. And I guess that's the point, but it's it disturbs me very Especially much. Especially the bumblebee scene when he turns into like a pink bumblebee. Yeah. Why could he turn into a pink bumblebee? That doesn't make any sense. And he can is like Daddy turn into home and I'm just like, oh that scene is so disturbing. Goodness me. And also Ken uh Ken Jong. Yeah, he's in the movie. He's hilarious. Yeah, he, he's crazy as well. He yeah. pulls out a couple of Glocks on on uh, Laserbeak. <laughs> uh, it doesn't work though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Quote: Do not hit my car. It's a collector's item. Uh, and then, so funny. And then we move on. Uh, Sent oh yeah, Sentinel Prime was on the spaceship on the moon. Autobots right. recover him with their spaceship. Sentinel yeah, and Prime. then. Optimus is played he's... by Leonard Nimoy, plays Spock in Star Trek. Oh yeah, I was like, hmm, this guy sounds and familiar. And also, yeah, Leonard Nimoy plays Galvatron in the original 1986 animated Transformers movie. Oh. So perhaps that is a subtle uh, hint that he turns evil. Mm, yeah, could be. Uh, I was, uh, you know, he looked. A lot. Uh, uh, Sentinel looks a lot like uh, John Hurt. I don't. John Hurt. 
John Hurt. Um, yeah, yeah, I see it. I see it. Yeah, he looks. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Let's keep going. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. I got you. I got you. Oh, no, Optimus Prime. Simmons. Oh, what were you gonna say? <laughs> uh, no, I was, I was just continuing. Optimus resurrects Sentinel, and then with the Matrix, and then Seminole, uh, Simmons is back, and Alan Simmons Tudyk is rich, <laughs> <laughs> and he has a butler, Adam, Adam Tudyk, the, his butler, which is amazing. <laughs> he is fantastic. I l- freaking love Dutch. I've already called the police. <laughs> He's so good. He's so good. Everybody in this, every human character in this movie is astonishingly so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the writing is um, great too. So, uh, I mean, it's okay, I guess. Sa- Simon, Simmons comes in. He says, Tell Megatron, let's tango. And then, uh, <laughs> and then it is then revealed that humans are working for Decepticons. Um, yeah. okay. Now, yeah, I'm going to bring it up. Honestly, in the scene where Carly is going to the party and the acting, but the acting, uh, of both, Ro- uh, Rose and Shia, or Carly and Sam in the, in the film, it's just not that great. The acting is. Uh, moving yeah, on, though. I mean, Car- Carly is the weakest human character in this movie. Probably. By far. I mean, she she convinces Megatron to. Hey! You're I know, a bitch. but she's like, in terms of entertainment value. Yeah. All right, here we go. Okay. Uh,. Okay, here we go. So, I'm, you know what? I'm going to do a speed round, and then we can get to you, to your notes, because I do want to get through all of these. Uh, okay, so, Alan Tudyk is a beast. I love the midair catch, uh, and then transforming with Sam landing in the seat screaming like a girl. <laughs> uh, it, it turns out that Sentinel is working with the Decepticons. This may be following what Jetfire said in, Ri- in Revenge of the Fallen, how a Decepticon can become an Autobot, so I don't find it a surprise that Sentinel could join forces with the Decepticons. Uh, the scene... Sentinel's a bitch. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the scene with Sam's mom talking about his relationship is a bit much for a Transformers film, but I'm okay with it. Uh, Sentinel activates the space bridge and a shit ton of Decepticons come to Earth. Why is it always Decepticons? Why aren't any of the arrivals... Uh, why, aren't, why, why aren't there any arrivals of Autobots on screen? I'm a bit confused. It's always off screen. Uh, and okay, so Sam goes to Carly to get Carly because, you know, Sam loves Carly. But Sam, why does Sam get in the Mercedes? He literally just said that he doesn't need a he doesn't need the car. I know Sam's personal car is a piece of shit, but come on. Like, it barely works. I guess he just figured that they could use it to escape. <laughs> and he didn't know. It's not like he knew it was Soundwave. <laughs> Okay. Simmons hitting on mirroring is hilarious. Unnecessary, maybe, but I love it. Your booty looks excellent. <laughs> oh my god. Amazing. It's, Absolutely amazing. You got oh god. Uh the Autobots are leaving Earth as, and as they're they leaving. Get, yeah, the humans tell them to leave again. It's it's like <laughs> It's Why? Like, are you kidding That's, me? We've been through this already. You're not going to accomplish anything here. Um, and then Star Starscream kills them, or does he? Uh, Tyrus Gibson, his 
Presence yeah, always puts a smile on my face. Uh, the Decepticons have now invaded Chicago and are now killing humans. Sam Epson and some of his friends are getting together to go to Chicago. Optimus comes in with a shotgun. They ain't dead. Duh. Uh, Sentinel is eviler than Megatron. Uh, Wheeler, uh, Wheelie and Brains are uh, planning to take a life-sized ship and help is the kind of comedic content I'd like to see more from a Transformers film. Uh, Starscream died. Literally, that's what I said. I didn't say he was... Sam, Sam kills him, in fact. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, I didn't even Kinda say lame. any of that. All I, all I said was that, oh, Starscream died. Yeah, um, gets killed by Sam. Uh, his face. Why did, why did B get captured? Wait, B gets... I, that was, I was confused by that, too. Yeah. Because Bumblebee saves them, and then they cut to the next scene, and uh, like all the Autobots are just like <laughs> surrendering. It's like... You know what it what? is? You know what it is? He's like, okay, I, uh, I caught you guys. Now, let, let me go back and get captured again. <laughs> yeah. I got so confused. The continuity in this you, is... Yeah, Q, the technician guy, gets killed. He's a, mm-hmm. He looked really scary, though, so... Yeah, I love Alan Tudyk. <laughs> <laughs> oh he's the best uh it's all thanks to william brains that b survived so you have to give him props if it wasn't for him then the many thing uh carly turning megatron against sentinel was really smart and a pretty good scene it, it, it was all right i mean for what she's good worth scene. uh Okay, I've seen, I've said this a bunch of times, but B is the calls best him side Sentinel's bitch. Let me say she calls him Sentinel's bitch. Yeah. And then he's like, he's like, ah, and then he's just like, oh, hey, hold on. Hold on a minute. You're right. I am <laughs> yeah, his bitch. Yeah, you're right. All right. Uh, I've said this a bunch of times. B is the best side character, or in your words, the best wingman, when he literally pulls out a bunch of bolts as rings, and then he starts playing wedding music, and I'm just like, you know, you're a great dude. I, I, I love and this guy. like, you're moving too fast, buddy. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, he's not wrong. Uh, and finally... For me, this is the best Bayverse Transformers film. Uh, Russell, I'm going to hand it over to okay. you. Um, I have a few things to say. Go Just, ahead. Uh, Sentinel says has a line where he says, the needs of the many simply outweigh the needs of the few. Right. And that, if I'm, and if I'm correct, is a reference to Star Trek, The Wrath of Khan, in which oh. Spock says the exact same line before sacrificing himself interesting so it's like it's like an evil version of that line oh. uh, because in star trek it's like spock sacrificing himself to save the enterprise hey, 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 hey. no spoilies no spoilies for me at that least. movie has been out for a million years <laughs> that's one of the most popular it. things <laughs> whatever I'll it's fine it's, it's fine okay uh optimus kills sentinel as he begs for mercy Blows up his head. Uh, another hint that Optimus is turning bad, kind of. Mm. Also, he lost his arm. Yes, he got yeah. his arm cut off by Sentinel. Yeah. But it, it's just, it doesn't seem right for Optimus to kill somebody who is literally begging for mercy. Right, yeah. He's like, no, Optimus! And he blows his fucking head up. All right, that's all I have to say. Uh, oh, yes, uh, I do think this is the best one out of all of them. I think mm-hmm. it's extremely entertaining. The humans are very funny. Transformers plot is dumb as always, but it's 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 serviceable. It's fun to watch robots fight. Um, it's not as stupid as the other two, as the previous yeah. two. 
Yeah, it's more interesting as well. Like the moon stuff. Like, yeah, it's it's much better than uh than yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Here we go. Oh, gosh. Age of Extinction. Age of Extinction. All right, here we Age go. Age of Extinction. So how do you want to do this? Do you want to, like, read all your notes? Because we have one more hour left, technically. So how do you want to play this? I don't have as many notes for this. I was kind of checked out. I'll, I'll just say it right now. Okay, go ahead. I hate this movie. <laughs> this is my least favorite one. <laughs> By a long shot. I hate this one. <laughs> I could just I could quickly go through. Um, yeah. And and before you start saying though, uh, I'm I'm just gonna say this right now. I agree. I feel like this was the least Transformers like Transformers film. It was like, I mean, it was nice to say. Like, the only reason you'd want to watch is the action pieces and Stanley Tucci. That's literally the only reason why you'd be watching it. But. I mean, other than that, like, oh, great. It, it's no longer Sam Witwicky. It's now Kate Yeager. And it's just like. Yeah, uh, I could just, instead of going through my notes, I could just try to formulate my thoughts about it. Yeah, go um, Cade Yeager is, as Mark Wahlberg, Cade Yeager, and his daughter and her boyfriend are so much worse characters <laughs> than anybody in the previous three. And they're so annoying to watch constantly. With Kate, Kate is a man child, but he's like, it's just, it's not fun to watch. It's just Mark Wahlberg playing himself, being annoying. <laughs> I like, I mean, he's okay in some things, I guess. I can't think of anything right now. Ted. Ted. <laughs> but um, the something. Okay, I just, I'll, I'll just say it right now. The scene where where his daughter's boyfriend explains Romeo and Juliet laws oh, is legitimately one of the worst scenes in any movie ever. I'm not exaggerating. That scene is so bad. So if any viewers had not have not seen this movie, uh, Kate, Cade's daughter is 17. Her boyfriend is 20. Cade finds out about this and he's like, that's illegal, buddy. That's illegal. And he's like... Not according to Romeo and Juliet laws. And Kate's like, what? And he's like, and he pulls out a fucking card from his wallet that explains the law and how if a pre-existing relationship has existed before the... And the daughter's like, we dated for a little bit in high school. It's okay. And it's like, yep, it's legal in Texas. And Kate's like, that's a law? It's like, why is this in this movie? This movie is two hours and 45 minutes long. It's so long. Why is this here? <laughs> it's so bad. I don't understand. I hate it. They, they try to make the film surrounding you know, the human characters, which in Bumblebee is all right. Like, I understand that. But also, it's also okay because most of Bumblebee is John Cena trying to hunt down Bumblebee with the two Decepticons. Yeah, it's actually good characters to watch. Yeah, exactly. This movie sucks ass. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, um, not to mention, I'll just bring this up now. I mean, in terms of production-wise, there's... So, you know when... Um, Kate is helping Optimus take down uh, Lockdown in the very last scene. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you see this. 
I know what you're talking about. There's a split shot. There's a split where there's shot a guy. where there's a guy right there just going like this. And then in the next shot, there's no one. I'm just like, who is this guy? Yeah. So that's another thing. Oh, uh, you made me think about how this movie is the heaviest by far on product placement. So much product placement in this oh, movie. Oh, yeah. The, the evil corporation run by Stanley Tucci called KSI invents what they call Transformium. Yeah. Um, which can just transform into anything at will. And he's like, you like music? The pill. The pill. It's literally <laughs> Dr. Like, beats, Dr. Dre's beats the pill. And it's... <laughs> It's like, and then like all the cars are obviously branded. That's that's a gimme, but it's just also it's also also uh, uh, can, uh, since we're in the Hasbro universe, the dude is holding a My Little Pony, and then it turns into He's holding a, a rainbow rifle. dash. Yeah, uh, and um, that makes me think about how much worse the Autobots are in this movie. They're um, all so annoying and childish and childish. Yes. They're all mean to each other. Um, so it's it's Hound, Drift, um, Crosshair, Crosshairs, and and uh, Bumblebee, I guess. Yeah. They're all so annoying. They're just constantly fighting and like Honestly, punching though, each other. I'm okay with Hound because Hound is voiced by John Goodman. John Goodman's all good. But it's just it, he's grouped in with the rest of these annoying people. It's and. Like, if he was there with, like, the original Autobot team, he'd fit right in. Mm. But the, it's like he's he's influenced by the Autobots around him. And especially Crosshair. I hate Crosshair the most because he's always like, I could be a better leader. And it's like, why are you even an Autobot, dude? Like, <laughs> <laughs> No sense at all. Also, um, there's Oreobot. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to bring that up, too. There's an Oreo Transformer. Oh yes, one more thing about the transformations. I foreshadowed this. Um, you said the transformations are really cool. They are until we get to the Transformium Transformers that yeah. basically just turn into boxes and fly through the air and reform. It's extremely lame. It's lazy. It does not look good. It's it's the worst. They literally and got it from Big Hero Six. The Microbots. Oh. I, I don't know. It's just it's wor much worse than that. <laughs> um, but yeah, in, in some of the design, like the Galvatron design, honestly, I kind of like it. But it's it's ruined because it flies through the air in little boxes to transform. Yeah. It's just lazy. Um, and I'll just say, like th that's one of the only things I like. I kind of like the Galvatron design, and I like the lockdown designs, and I think it's cool. He turns into a Lamborghini, and those are the two things I like about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. That's that's literally what I like too. Um, but let's see here. So okay, I'm gonna go through my list. Cool. You you must prepare yourself. <laughs> oh God. Um. <laughs> all right. So the film starts off in the time of the dinosaurs. Some alien-looking, not a transformer. Hand touches the control. It drops a bomb to or the seed uh, to turn the dinosaurs and anything around it into an iron-like material or transformium. In this case, uh, uh, we are now in the Arctic, where a character named Darcy finds a frozen uh, dinosaur transformer, which is Grimlock, I believe. Is it Grimlock? No, or? it's not Grimlock. No. It's just it's evidence that they used the seed to terraform the earth into metal a million years ago, apparently. Right. Yeah. I thought it was Grimlock mm -hmm. at first too. I yeah. Like, Wait a second. 
It can't yeah. be. Because what, happen- what happened? What happened to that? Though what happened to that dinosaur? It was it was it was just fossils, I guess. And it's I don't know. You don't have to answer my questions. I'm just bringing it up. Uh, okay. So now we're in Texas, where we find Marky Mark driving a pickup. We see a board that says "Remember Chicago, report alien activity." Okay, it finds. Oh God! I I was literally just skimming through this because I was just trying to focus here. Um. Fatima Friday live show starts at 4.30. What are you talking about? It starts now. Uh, Cade finds truck. Jaeger Robotics. Uh, they are saying what we already know. So this is something that I'm annoying because this is one of the reasons why I, uh, I, I love this movie, but at the same time, I hate it. You know, I, I hate I, I love it because it's Transformers. I hate it because of the writing of it. When Cade's daughter shows that her financial aid request was denied in the shot, literally says it's denied. She says out loud, no financial aid. Great. It's not necessary. I don't know why they have to do this. They're just trying to fill up the screen time and it makes no sense. Bizarre. The movie is the longest of the series. It's two hours and 45 minutes and it has so many stupid scenes in it. (laughs) (laughs) By the oh, way, I watched this movie last night and finished uh-oh. it at like two thirty a.m. Oh, I was no. just dying. <laughs> I, you know what? I apologize for that. You know, I. Oh God. Uh, they're focusing on Kate's struggle. The the film. The film is uh, focusing on Kate's struggle. The CIA is working with Lockdown, a mercenary transformer, hunts and kills Ratchet. I I wish they could go like more into depth with Lockdown. You know, because he's not, he's hes a rogue Transformer. He's not Decepticon. He's not Autobot. I wanted yeah, to. I guess the implication is working for Quintessa, who shows up in the next movie. Oh. Oh, you know what? Yeah. I just realized that. So, yeah. But all right. um, there's something actually kind of interesting about Lockdown. That character was originally introduced in Transformers Animated. Oh, wait a Hold on a minute. Transformers Animated. So it's cool that a character from animated uh, made the jump to the big screen. Our original character from Transformers Animated. Also, I swear if they bring Sorry into the like live action universe, to. I swear. Animated, I put Transformers Animated right below uh, Transformers Prime. I haven't watched either of them in a long time. So, oh, that's interesting. So that was locked down. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, he looks he looks very different. He he really does. Okay, but he was uh, also bounty hunter in that movie, mm, in that show. Yeah. So after dis- after discovering that the truck is Optimus Prime, he offered uh, Cade offers to fix him up. Lucas, who's the uh, like uncle slash like assistant, obviously reports Optimus. They get away thanks to Tess's boyfriend Shane. So the CIA like. Uh, the guy from Bosch comes in and he's like, oh, I'm going to kill your daughter if you don't tell me where he is. And then he's, he's like, and then the guy like calling the shots, he's like, oh, oh, hold on a minute. He said he, Optimus is here. And then, uh, you know, they're about to shoot. And then, you know, Optimus being the kind hearted uh, psycho killer that he is, he comes bouncing out he's just like what a bitch i'm here and then he shoots everyone down he turns transforms into a g1 which (laughs) now watching um bumblebee i i haven't seen in a while but like i do remember the end credit scene he's in a g1 (sighs) flat nose truck yeah his it's called evasion mode and they could well 
Yeah. In the marketing, they call him Evasion Mode Optimus Prime when he turns into this truck in this movie. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of a nice reference to his original truck mode. Yeah. Uh... But it, he he drops it immediately. By the way, about that, he's like, I'm damaged. My Autobots could repair me. And then yeah. he just gets repaired uh, 30 <laughs> minutes later on his own when he scans a new truck mode. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> So. Yeah. That makes no sense. Uh, but none of these films do. Uh, okay. Some so, do more than others, at least. Yeah. Uh, so Shane, Tessie's boyfriend, comes in uh, with the dirt car and they get away. And then, you know, th- that's when the stupid shit starts to happen. Uh, I get that they had to get away, but Lockdown could have easily transformed uh, and chased after them, just saying. So this is after they were chasing. Lu- Lucas got killed and they get away. You know, when uh, Shane... He jumps out of the parking lot, falls down onto that ramp, and then he, and then they get out of there. Yeah. They get into Optimus, and then they leave. It's just part of the story. I just want to bring that up. Um, now the film... Yeah, you see now... This is literally what I said. Now the film is focusing on Kate and his daughter's relationship to Shane, who was three years older than her. Uh, and then, uh, just going to keep rolling through this <laughs> rolling and get it because it's that's what literally what literally optimus prime says autobots roll out uh okay here we go so love the transformation sequence of optimus transforming into a better truck although i'm not a fan of the look of the truck itself i love his new look it's just the truck that i'm not really a fan of i, I, I kind of like it it's okay i mean yeah, it's all right it's like it's big and beefy it's just kind of cool mm-hmm not the best, though, in my opinion. Uh, no. John Goodman is an Autobot. Here we go. Uh, and I love how Ken Watanabe is uh, Shift, an Autobot that can transform into a Bugatti and a helicopter. Or he's called Drift. Drift? I thought his name was Shift. Am I seeing this right? Hold on. I know the truth. But yeah, he turns into a Bugatti. But he's a Japanese robot who's inspired by like samurai stuff. Oh, but he yeah. turns he turns into an Italian sports car. Right. What is with that? <laughs> Why doesn't he turn into a Japanese car? Yeah, you're right. It's drift. My bad. I'm just gonna write that down. You're right. Uh, and B is looking spicy with that new car. Nice. Uh, I believe the yeah. As I've said before, I believe the work that goes into the transformation sequences are underappreciated. I don't think we appreciate it enough because the amount of complexity that goes into the animation of it is just beyond me. So, uh, so Optimus looks more epic now. Optimus is talking about how he's going to kill the human who is behind all the hunts. How does he know the human is that's, he? And also, also following what you were saying, Optimus is following a dark path. There you that go. That line is awful. He's literally like, I made an oath to protect humans. But when I find out who did this, I'm going to kill them. <laughs> no, he literally specifically says, I'm going to kill him. And I'm just like, how do you know it's a he? Yeah. It could be a she, but then what? Then what? Then what? Um, and then I said, my man, Stanley Chucci, because then that's when he's uh, 
introduced. So KSI is using the material that Transformers are made out of called Transformium. KSI is creating Galvatron. He's trying to make a controllable Optimus Prime Cyclone, but it keeps turn turning out to look like Megatron. And of course it does. They're extracting data from Megatron's head. <laughs> um, yep. Yep. Uh, okay, we're not going to mention this character because he's the worst. Uh, here we go. Uh, nope. Now, Kane... No, you have to now. Brains is working with KSI. Oh. Or he's, <laughs> Brains is working for KSI. I told you, I yeah. warned you. Uh, I wonder where Wheelie is. Wheels is in care. the next one. Wheels I know, is that's in the... what I'm... So what happened to him? I don't know. He just hid in a Toys R Us and then in the next movie came <laughs> um, yeah. Now Cade and Shane infiltrate KSI. Wouldn't it be a nightmare if if the, one of the shards just like dropped inside of a Toys R Us? That would be the worst thing ever for a kid, at least. Yeah. That would be awful. Um. But anyways, uh, B is a complete child when he finds out that Stinger is inspired by him, and they state that he's better than B. Yeah. Th- yeah. This is where I'm just like. Pipe it down a bit. There's an Oreo Transformer. That is sad. Yes, Oreo bot. <laughs> I love, okay, I lo- third thing I like about this movie, Oreo bot. Oreo bot, yes. Uh, I wish he- that his backstory had been expanded upon. <laughs> we'll, we'll get a we'll get a spinoff Oreo bot. I hope so. Uh, Revenge of the Cream. Or Revenge of the... <laughs> that was a terrible... Revenge uh. of the Cookie? I, yeah, no, there we gotta be. There's gotta be a better term for that. Uh, there's gotta be a better title. So, here we go. Um, humans can make Transformers. They don't need the Autobots. Galvatron malfunctions. Why doesn't Tessa just keep running? So, this is so this is during uh, the scene. I'm sorry if I keep skipping forward, but you've already said what you need to say about this film. So, this is when uh, Tessa is on the road while uh, Galvatron... And uh, Optimus keep beating each other up, and then I, I just don't I just don't understand that she's still stuck with the car. She could just run. She could just keep running when she hits the field. She could just keep running to the other direction, but no, uh, there has to be some motive for Cade and Shane to get on the ship. Uh, but lockdown comes in. He says we all work for someone for who Contessa. We need answers. So yeah, I guess I was right. I guess like I guess we were both right here. Like I was asking like for who Contessa and. There we go. I mean, it, there's no confirmation, but it's most likely that it is. Uh, it's implicated. And then we're on lockdown ship. What the fuck are those aliens? Like, are I there know, more aliens? There's so many aliens? weird aliens on his ship. <laughs> like, this has never been shown off in a Transformers piece of content ever. It's never been in Transformers lore, as far as I'm concerned. You might want to educate me here they, if it's... No, that's there. there's been other species. I think, for the most part, they usually... <laughs> I mean, I know that in the 1986 animated movie, they have other like mechanical species that aren't Cybertronians, mm. but there there have been other alien species, but nothing like weird green tongue guys or like a like a Cloverfield mouth monster. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Da-da-da-da-da. Okay. Uh, damn. I mean, I get that Shane's her boyfriend, but Tessa is underappreciating Kate, and I don't appreciate it. It's when it's when um, Kate and Shane they got the they got the the Cybertronian weapons, and then they go, they take everyone out, and then literally Tessa runs to 
Shane, which which is understandable, but then she says like, "Oh, you saved me, you saved me," and then like Kate is just sitting right there. It's the yeah. worst character development ever. I hate it so much. Yeah. Um. Okay, here we go. So now uh, skipping forward a little bit more, that crosshair mid-air action sequence was quite thrilling. Not gonna lie, it's when he's like jumping off the ship while B's running it, and then he's got the two guns, and then he's shooting off, and he's got the parachutes, and yes. I love it. Uh, so fast forward even more, and after moving everything to China, it is revealed that Galvatron played on the whole thing, and he's been playing Joshua, aka uh, Stanley Tucci, uh, since the beginning. Uh, surprise, surprise. Uh, Joshua is having a panic attack because the seed, uh, which they got from lockdown uh, for getting Optimus, uh, has a blast radius of a technical nuke. Um, the scene where they're running with the seed reminds me of the first film where Sam was running with the cube. I don't know if you, I don't know if you agree or disagree, but um, I might have been kind of checked out at this point. Well, that's fine. That's okay. No, no, no. You're fine. Um, but yeah, I can see the similarities. Yeah. Stanley Tucci is just here for comedic effect. That's it. That's all I'll say. Uh, so now Optimus has released the Dinobots and they fight him. Now the ship raising and dropping uh, the metal reminds me of Revenge of the Fallen. Wink, wink. Uh, there is one shot where... There's another guy with Cade. What's up with that? Um, um, okay, here we go. Here's This is my last rant, and I don't know why it's my last one. but um, Or actually, no, it's because at the end, he does it. Um, since when can Optimus fly without flight tech? And if he could fly, why didn't he fly throughout the entire film? Yep. Why? That, it, yep. That's really why? dumb why it's but also i think that's absolutely hilarious he just fucking does his final speech and just flies into the sky he flies into space it's so funny to me and especially because of how the next movie what happens near the beginning of the next movie and was also shown in the trailers he's just floating he's just frozen floating through space by the next one it's hilarious Mm -hmm. yeah um, I have another note that just says, why is Hound fat? <laughs> you, you know, I have an answer for you, actually. He's like, he's like Gru from Despicable Me. He's got a bunch of weapons. Well, that's what I thought. But then in the next movie, some the little girl asks him why he's fat. He says, well, I just have a lot of, I have a lot of weapons. But then Crosshair is like, nope, he's just a chunky Autobot. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, though, hold on. Oh, God. Transformers. I know it's 414, but we're going to get through this, Russell. Believe me. Uh, Characters. Okay, here we go. Which character? There's the green character from uh, Transformers Prime. It's on Netflix. What? Um, I did not know this. Oh, you mean Bulkhead? Bulkhead, yes. I like to. I like to think that he was inspired by Bulkhead. I, he absolutely. I think that's true. But it's just like, why is Bulkhead fat? Why is any Autobot fat? And why do? Why does he have a beard? <laughs> I don't why know. Why does he smoke what? cigars? <laughs> I don't know. It's well. Also, to be fair, he uses that bullet slash joint 
to literally blow out someone's head, which I actually thought was cool. I actually thought that was funny. Oh. Yeah, that was yeah. funny. Yeah. It's definitely the best of the new Autobots, but it's just all of them are so annoying. Uh, one last thing, though, I will say, I, I really have to give it to Stanley Tucci for actually like keeping this film like enjoyable because honestly, other than the awesome action scene literally stan like literally stanley tucci just running through the hallways he's like oh we have a, we have a bomb everybody everybody watch out oh hi kids everybody oh, okay and then there's like three elderly women walking really slow and then he's just like how the fuck do you say like get out of the get the how do you say get the fuck out of the way in chinese and i'm just like i'm <laughs> laughing my ass off but yeah all right yeah, here he's we go good. here we go oh my god there how many fucking pages do i have to Three, four, no, okay. All right, here we go. Russell, I'm gonna let you start. I'm Um, gonna let you start. Transformers, the last night. The latest. Take a a short break so I can use the bathroom. Yeah, go ahead. You go ahead, bud. Cool. Thanks. All right, everyone. We're back in a few minutes. All righty, we are gonna take a short break, actually. So uh, hang on tight, everybody. Hang on tight. Yes, you sound fine. Okay, cool. All righty, everybody. We are back now. Awesome stuff. Uh, so we are moving on to the last Transform- uh, Bayverse Transformers film, that being Transformers The Last Night. I, I'm going to try my best to get through this. However, I'm going to let my man, Russell the Muscle, go first. Um, uh, assuming you have less notes than I do, but... Well... I have four pages as well. <laughs> oh boy. It's because this movie was so good, right? <laughs> I'm... I'm not actually joking. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Was, ironically. I, I, I won't I look, I won't say it's as it's as good as three. However, I will say it's really I you know what? I'll put it so my current ranking, this is why I wanted to do a ranking. So I put Transformers 3 at 1. Uh, then the original, the, the 2007 Transformers at 2. And then at 3, I put uh, Last Night. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's where I put it. So um, I would definitely put 3 at 1, two, or 1 at 2, Last Night at 3 as well. Mm-hmm. So I think we're on the same page. So take it away. Um, all right, so um, I think it's hilarious that uh, <laughs> they push it. They're like, yeah, Transformers have been in, around since the Dark Ages, too. <laughs> like, they helped in, 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 uh, in conflicts. And also, the Knights of the Round Table exist, and Merlin was a real guy, but his magic was from Transformers. <laughs> he had a magical Transformers death. <laughs> Um, and also, Merlin is played by Stanley Tucci. Which I was is just about to say, like that is hilarious that they so that good they, they got him back in. for that for some reason. Oh, absolutely. Um, Anthony Hopkins is in this movie. He does the opening narration and also plays a character, and he is amazing. Mm-hmm. Just like all the other or many of the actors who came before him. Turns right. it up to eleven and plays a crazy person. And it's That's hilarious. Right. Yes. Uh, let's see what else do I have to say. So most of what your notes have that you've said so far is basically matching up with mine, but in different cool. words. So let just keep going, and I'll try and follow along here. 
Um, I thought it was hilarious that Optimus Prime is frozen and floating through space. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't even get anywhere. He just got frozen. Um, uh, I I was actually, this is a really really dumb nitpick, but I thought that I was disappointed with the Transformers logo. Because, like, in a lot of the other movies, they actually they take time to, like, set it up, and it's, like, transforming. It's, and, like, and it's, like, going back, and it's, like, there for a decent amount of time. But in this movie, it just cuts. Russell, it's a logo for, like, three seconds. That's it. I'm going to lose my mind. You were speaking. You're just taking words out of my mind. You're taking words out of my turban here. I'm sorry, but the opening <laughs> title, this is what I said. Oh, I'm sorry, but the opening title is simple and boring because of its simpleness. It just appears for like two seconds and then just fades out to the next scene. Yeah, it's lame. It's like it's a monumental movie. Like it's not that big as like one or three, but still it's like the scale of it all is huge. And I don't know why. And and finally, Optimus is turning bad now. I don't understand why they couldn't just take the time. Like, what, did you spend most of the budget on Anthony Hopkins? Is that what you're trying to tell me here? Well, like, honestly. Like, like, obviously. Also, John Turturro, he's back as well, which... He's in Cuba. Transformers are illegal again, because of course they are. It just keeps happening. And then, but they're legal in Cuba for some reason. John Turturro is there with uh, Roadbust or Leadfoot or whichever one of the records that was. He's with Transformers. He's hanging out with Transformers, basically. Um, Yes, I'm so happy to see him back. He spends most of his time in the movie just on the phone with Anthony Hopkins for some reason. Because he wants to, he wants to turn into a uh, a Whitwicken knight or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. That, okay, that's the best. That they introduced the concept that the Knights of the Round Table slash Merlin influenced an order of people who were dedicated to hiding the existence of Transformers, and they're called the Whitwickens. And so Sam from the first three movies is descended from the Whitwickens. Um. <laughs> From a group, from a whole line of people whose whole life was dedicated to Heidi Transformers, and this raises a lot of questions. But it's just so funny that it, um, I don't really care. So, like, obviously, in the first movie, they didn't have this in mind because his grandpa, his great grandpa, didn't know what the hell he found when he found Megatron on the ice. He just called him the Ice Man and went crazy. But right. now they're trying to act like, oh, he knew about Transformers the whole time. And that's what he was looking for. <laughs> Oh, that's yeah, that's clever. But I'm glad that they acknowledge Shia LaBeouf. I guess he's dead, though. Wait, what? <laughs> they, kind of, they kind of imply he's dead because uh, when when Anthony Hopkins goes to the prime minister and he's like, "I'm a Wiccan," and the prime minister is like, mm, and he tells his guards to leave, and then he's, the prime minister is like, "I thought they were all dead." He's like one still lives and he's talking about himself so that means Shia LaBeouf is dead and he had the framed photo of Shia LaBeouf in his house so he knows who that is ah interesting yeah it's kind of sad that Sam is dead I guess it makes sense if Transformers keep getting outlawed and he's like the biggest Transformer ally goodness uh okay so let's let's keep him moving here so Mm -hmm. Um, I'll just take it from here for for a small bit, uh, because most of what you said was 
pretty much what I was saying. So Kate comes in with longer hair and an alien weapon uh, while squeaks a disabled scooter Vespa Transformer. Uh, he talks like R2-D2 in which the girl saves... Who, but what? Why did I write? So the TRF are trying to uh, hunt down the kids, but the girl who is Isabella and her Transformer pal squeaks... Uh, saves them the toy bait yeah the toy bait and uh and apparently she can understand what squeaks is saying which i was just like what i didn't even like register that <laughs> like she was literally going like wait they shot you and he's going like and i'm just like is this star wars what am i watching here but um yes Yes. yes. Uh, they call Cogman the three C3PO ripoff. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, in that case, yeah. All right. Uh, I'll admit it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, uh, so Kate is a water man for helping Transformers in need in this situation. He's trying to help a Transformer that is a knight uh, who gives Cade the talisman before he dies. Uh, B comes in getting shot into separate pieces mid transformation, and he then reassembles. I think this was really creative as well so um that was also a lot of fun how well, he just like, bites like his iron giant he can reform like the iron giant now but it's like can he i can't even remember the all? iron giant like i haven't seen that film in like years but oh. <laughs> sadly sadly i haven't seen it years probably i'll go back but um you definitely gotta rewatch that it's one of the most masterpieces, best masterpieces of all time. <laughs> uh, Lennox walks in trying to make B and K to understand. Lennox still believes in the Autobots being good, while the rest believe they're just as bad as the Decepticons. Uh, At the same time, though, they make Lennox an idiot because obviously they're not only killing Decepticons. It just seems like he's oblivious to the evil stuff they're doing. Makes him yeah. a dumbass. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, Megatron is no, uh, yeah, Megatron is no longer Galvatron. Why? It makes no sense. He had, well, he has, oh, yep. I was confused by this too. Um, but I think the implication is that he, at this point, had found Quintessa as well and was working for her. And I think that she gave him a new body and uh, turned him back into Megatron. Uh, it's not clear in the movie. This is just my theory about this. Well, no, no, no. You know what? I, I will give it to you, though, because he also has the same mark as uh, Nemesis Prime. Yeah. So yeah. that makes many, way more sense. By the way, I think his, his new design is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Wait. Did he die at the end? I'm pretty sure he died uh, at the uh, end, Of right? number four? No, no, no. Four? No. No, one? I know. No, I know he got resurrected, but then at the end, when they're like in the ignition oh, chamber, and then he kicks him out. Movie. Yeah, I don't even remember. <laughs> I know he kicks him out, but I can't remember. Uh, I'm not gonna even try. It's just Transformers film. So, how long? How long has it been since the events of Age of Extinction? I'm asking this because, you know, Stanley Tucci was like at the end of Age of Extinction. He was like, "Oh, huh, I can take care of yeah. the tuition and everything," that? and like, every, uh, it didn't seem like anyone wanted him. I mean, unless if like Cade was like, "Wait, you're gonna hunt down Transformers? I gotta do something about this." And so, at the same time, though, I don't mind that they just kind of disregarded the fourth one. <laughs> Uh, so let's see here. So 
Megatron is looking for the talisman that will lead him to the staff. So Optimus and then uh, Optimus falls towards Cybertron. How? Probably, probably Quintessa pulled him in. Uh, Quintessa uh, stating that she's the prime of life. Uh, now she bewitches Optimus, turning him evil. Uh, Twelve Guardian Unites betrayed Quintessa by stealing he the staff. Turns him into Nemesis Prime. Mm. Oh yeah, that's right. He's Nemesis Prime now. Oh, but it's it, it's established later on, so that's why I wrote it. This I wrote them. I wrote the notes as I was watching it. But Twelve Guardian Knights betrayed Quintessa by stealing the staff. This this is quite familiar to Revenge of the Fallen with the primes so yes yes very so they're recycling here they're reusing reusing uh okay it's 33 it's 433 right now we are now in dakota where the gang is hanging hiding out uh which is somewhat similar to transformers prime uh drift well well, let me say let me say first the barricade is back after being gone for several movies where has he been (laughs) oh yeah that's right also, also, he has a much cooler design. Like his design is already cool, but it's even cooler now. Oh yeah, it, it's not the traditional black and white. It's not blue and white. Mm-hmm. And also, he has the what, what do you call them? The knuckle thingies, knuckle dusters. Knuckle and it's dusters. Just, uh, punish and enslave on them. It's so cool. It, yeah, I actually found that really cool. Uh, let's see here. So, okay, this is a small like comedic bit here the chief's cruiser got stolen grimlock ate it i adore this and i despise this grimlock is being treated like a dog where in the last film wasn't he a knight you yeah yeah he was i mean he's i mean they they were always kind of treated like animals i guess because like a or optimus had to like prove his he had to like dominate them (laughs) like prove he's the alpha (laughs) right um but so, yeah, also the baby, don't forget the baby Transformers. Oh, yeah, the baby, baby Dinobots. Baby Dinobots. Like, <laughs> that's so bizarre and strange. It was I, to sell the toys. It was to sell the toys. Shh. Oh, yes, it was. But to, to, Story-wise, well, though. Story-wise, I just <laughs> I don't know why. What happens to them? What happened at the end of the movie? We don't even know what happens to the baby dinosaur Dinobots. I can barely remember the end. Um, they let me literally... say before we get further. Yeah. Or you you can talk more about the baby dance. I was gonna change the subject. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. I'm already done. We're not getting into that. I'm, I'm just saying that. Uh, continuing off of what you said for the last time, while Cade yells at Grimlock, B and Crosshair are arguing about how B isn't a great leader like Optimus. Yeah. <sighs> um, I was gonna say this is more. This is a technical thing, but the aspect ratio changes almost every shot thank you so so much for saying that thank you so much for saying that i was losing my mind as i was watching it i was like is this imax like what's going on here the first time i was like oh wow i don't know why it would have been so easy to fix in editing i don't know why they didn't even care to fix that they're trying to make some scenes more like important and more like it doesn't work if you switch every literally every shot doesn't and it's I don't know. It's very strange. I, that, I, I, it must have been a deliberate decision by Michael Bay. I do know, I did read something about this a long time ago about how he just, he shot them with different cameras, shot different shots with different cameras, but then he didn't bother to make them look the same for the final cut. It's so, such a strange decision by him. 
I have no idea. Um, so let's see here. So a trader slash seller transformer comes in and offers stuff, including Starscream's head. Yes, played by Steve Buscemi. Yes, yeah, Steve Buscemi. Uh, I literally always just like, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh my gosh, that's Steve Buscemi. Uh, the main reason why he is here, though, is to give a new voice box for B. It turns out that, um, my next note is, it turns out, that Isabella the girl stowed away and is trying trying to join Cade. Uh, it is now revealed that there are baby Dinobots. How? That's my <laughs> question. It's not why. It's how. Yeah. Mine's mine says baby Dinos dot 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 why. So we covered both bases here. <laughs> hey hey, uh, Terry, a pterodactyl baby Dinobot fetches a beer for Cade. <laughs> Why? Why is this a thing? Um, uh, so Kate decides to... Qu- okay, this is where shit gets even worse. So Kate decides to quiz Isabella on a Transformer operation. Uh, how do they both know this? Did they get a PhD in Transformer Anatomy? I guess they've just spent time with Transformers. Like She, she says at the beginning, she's like, I help them. Like, what do you do, little girl? How can you do anything for these Transformers? Where did you come from? Who are you? (laughs) Nothing is ever explained. Okay. So, now, uh, we're in West Africa. It is revealed that there is a Cybertronian-looking horn coming out of the Earth. Another spotted in China and Jordan. Six horns, six locations. Obviously, Simmons is investigating. Uh, I'm really glad that they brought him back, even if it's for a small role. Yes, I was so happy to see him back. Uh, Edmund says Cybertron is coming, and according to Tony Hale, uh, it'll be in it'll be there in three days. K can only call for twenty seconds before his, the feds can trace him. He makes a call to test, and you know all that sad stuff. They want to make you they want to make you feel sad for the character. Uh, I thought it was funny. Well, in that in the calling her, I thought it was funny that she told him to he needs to get a girlfriend instead of saving the world. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. In saving the world, he finds a girlfriend. Uh, Megatron wants to negotiate. I'm just trying to get through this because it's 438. Oh, the pressure yeah, is on. Talk, let's talk about Megatron negotiating because I thought that was kind of fun. That he, yeah. He has to negotiate with the Department of Justice to get some of his Decepticons released right. that we had never seen before, really. Um. Which it's like a kind of a Suicide Squad thing where they introduce yeah. them with with titles and stuff, mm-hmm. and they're like I kind of like that part. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 definitely fun. Wouldn't it be great if just one one time James Gunn directed a Transformers film just once, just once? I would like to see it. I don't know if it would be good. Yeah, but. I mean, hey, we got another. We got a different director to trans uh, to transform uh, to film and to work on a Transformers film, and it turned out to be way better. But uh, oh. all right, here's the comedic bit that made me lose my mind the first time. B's new voice is the Siri voice. Technically, he can talk though. <laughs> Technically, so I'm just like, uh. but he tears uh, it out immediately. Yeah, this is such bullshit. Uh, Megatron has the same mark. Uh, Contessa gave Optimus. What does that mean for Megatron? Uh, we already covered this, though. Uh, Megatron bullies Squeaks, and Isabella comes running out, yelling at him, ruining the surprise attack. This is when um, 
you know, they get together. They're like, hey, uh, why don't you help us and not kill us, but also help us? And then Megatron's like, fine. And then they go in and then they find their hideout. And then uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Chief uh literally goes and says oh it's that red code thing what what is that and then they go they go out of the and then um i'm just pulling words out of my mouth uh, my ass here um so so they create a diversion for everyone else to get out of there and then they hide out in a in a, a town where all the decepticons come in uh, Kate is uh, set, setting up a surprise attack slash explosion, but then you know Squeaks comes out, and then Megatron's like, "Oh, you're ugly," and then Isabel is like, "Hey, that's my boyfriend. Don't talk about him like that." And then Kate, and then uh, the surprise is ruined, and then uh, and then yeah, literally what you said. It's kind of annoying how the aspect ratio keeps changing, even when it's not in IMAX. I think it's the weirdest thing. <laughs> Um, um, I thought it was funny that Megatron talks to Starscream's head. <laughs> he like holds it up. It's like it's just uh, like a treacherous, uh, whatever. Yeah, my, my oh, tre- uh-huh. I did forget to mention oh. that in the fourth and fifth movies, Frank Welker does voice Galvatron and Megatron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. I was just confused. I thought he voiced him in the second one as well. Okay, I'm going to have to speed run through this because we've got two more pages at least for me. So here we go. Okay, so out of nowhere, Cogman shows up in the elevator and then, uh, you know, Cade gets shot out of the (laughs) elevator. Uh, Cogman and Edmund is the comedic element of the film. Cogman twists Crosshair, Crosshair's finger. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, Simmons is in... Crosshair calls him a 3PO ripoff. Yeah. <laughs> uh Simmons is in contact with Edmund. Hmm. Uh Earth is Unicron. I want to see how they kill him without killing Earth, unless if they realize okay, you see, this is what I wanted to bring out. Unless if the filmmakers or the writers realize that it was a mistake to do that and now they can't finish the series. Well, I think that they didn't make any more in the Michael Bay series because they were doing worse and worse at the box office. Mm, that could be true. But still, it's like mm, that cliffhanger, though. I don't know, man. I don't know. I want to I want to see how Just it ends. Leave him asleep. <laughs> He's been sleeping for a million years. He can sleep for a bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um yeah, so with pinkish purple eyes, Optimus is now Nemesis Prime. Uh, so Vivian's car, uh, who's uh, Laura Haddock, uh, playing the Witwicken, I guess. Uh, t- Vivian's car turns out to be Hot Rod, and a Hot Rod is French. <laughs> I don't know why I wrote that, but I wrote well, it. He has a French accent, but he hates the French accent. I know. Accent, which he didn't have. It. <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> but he can't read it. Okay, let me say, it's revealed that Oh, okay. So Anthony Hopkins is like showing them all the Wit Wiccans, and he's like, "This is the watch that killed Hitler." Right. <laughs> it's like, what? And then we find out that Bumblebee fought in World War II with Hot Rod. <laughs> it's so confusing. It's so weird. They're trying to retcon and it everyone, and the it's question. not working. We saw a few minutes ago before this that there's like an old man tank transformer. And Anthony Hopkins says he has robot dementia. dementia. Oh my god! And 
so there's old, and then there's like another old transformer that's like a plane or something. That sounds like Jetfire. It sounds like Jetfire. Well, no, 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 no. We see him. We see him when they're leaving. He turns into like a biplane. It's it's like one quick shot. Like I don't blame you for missing it. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, this raises the question: Why are these transformers old when Hot Rod and Bumblebee are not old? Why doesn't Bumblebee have robot dementia? He's just as old as these guys. Mm. Must be taking Cybertronian pills, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what else to tell you, man. Um, so let's see. Uh, so Hot Rod pushes Vivian into the tr- trunk and drive to Edmund. He turns into a cool Lamborghini. Uh, and then, yeah, literally just one sentence, robot dementia. I was just like, okay. Yeah. Uh, Edmund, is amazing. <laughs> so so Edmund knew B when he was a kid. Okay. Uh, and then Cogman has anger issues towards Cade. This is really unnecessary. I know it's funny, but it's really unnecessary. Cogman is, is a self-proclaimed sociopath. There you go. Uh, okay. Um, uh, this is probably... Uh, this is probably already answered. However, if Wiki was a part of the Transformer history before the first found, why isn't he in the last night? They couldn't get Shia LaBeouf to come back. <laughs> yeah. This movie would have absolutely worked with, with Sam instead of Cade. 100%. I honestly feel like this this should have been with uh, Sam. but I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they were planning on making this originally. They couldn't get Shia LaBeouf back, so they rebooted for Cade. Okay. This next note, I think you're going to agree with me on this one. <laughs> Most of these Transformers are like the Eternals. What do you mean by that? The Avengers keep fighting and fighting and the Eternals are just oh, like... Oh, yeah. They're just like sport. watching. They're like, not my problem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. It's like maybe every vehicle on Earth is a Transformer at this point. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> keep revealing more vehicles and transformers they got they got the, the product placement man they got to sell them mercedes and bugattis and lamborghinis all right uh f- all right everybody who watches transformers can afford a lamborghini as well <laughs> uh all right we got we got like 12 minutes left i can do this I, I i can do it all right so king arthur says we fight for the human race now why would you say that why would you say we fight for the human race Oh, I don't know. That does remind me that they, uh, at the beginning of the movie, King Arthur says, no sacrifice, no victory, victory. which in the first movie, Sam's dad tells him is the Witwicky family motto. Uh, also, um, also great, great grand, granddad is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, okay. I appreciated that call. Yeah. Uh, next thing. All right, keep it going. As uh, as Edmund speaks in the flashback, it turns out um, the epic score. This is a comedy scene. This was this was when they were at the knights' table and Cogs was just playing the organ. I that was hilarious, but it was also sad because it was just like, oh, he's playing so well. <laughs> I actually found the moment epic. I don't know what the hell Edmund was talking yeah. about. That was pretty funny. And then. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then as Edmund tells Cade that he is the last night, Cogman is at it again with an opera-like background score. <laughs> it was hilarious. Um, okay, this, this got me for real. This is how you know that Edmund is a complete psychopath in this film. Did Edmund just ask if Cade hasn't had sex? What the fuck does this have to do with the story? <laughs> it does not. <laughs> <laughs> don't understand this all right here we go the thing the thing that keeps these films exciting is what what's going to be in the next film that has been done in the last film this is why i'm always excited for these for example hot rods stop the time weapon oh That's yeah i was gonna bring that up That's mm-hmm. crazy and bring- it, it breaks a lot of things in the movie it's like why doesn't everybody use a gun that can stop time right uh all right kate and vivian i hear this rumbling uh kate and vivian go to her house to find the clue uh to to find the clue to the staff uh they started smashing things to find it while her family is outside the study oh god one of the, the worst ri- scenes <laughs> yeah the writing for this scene is comedic but really not useful the dialogue makes it seem like they're woohooing each other in side and they all decide to listen downstairs what the actual hell um okay so the chase scene with um bumblebee like his head pops out with like and then like marky mark is just standing there while bumblebee shoots down a barricade i thought that was actually a lot of fun i thought that was hilarious and it was amazing. also cogman <laughs> Move, bitch, get out of my way. He's literally driving the... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay, here we go. Edmund uh, kicking everyone out of the submarine is a piece of proof that he's, the o- he's only here for comedic effect. <laughs> yes. Move your fat so ass out of here. I'm just like, oh my god. Speaking of the submarine, they okay. tell us that it's a transformer. But it never transformed. It's it never transformed. Like, why even tell us it's a transformer? Well, that's because that's because you have to wait for the next movie. But, uh, they don't. But he doesn't even make it out of the underwater ship. The ship just rises to the surface into the sky. We never see the transformer. Mm. Uh, but anyways, uh, okay. So skip forward a little bit more. Cogman launches out of the sub like a torpedo, only to bring fish for a candlelight dinner for Kate and Vivian. I love him. Uh, <laughs> okay, this is weird. Why did the talisman have to move down to Kate's privates? This wasn't necessary. Awful, awful scene. <laughs> I know it was terrible. Uh, Edmund just used a secret entrance to get into Downing Street to meet the PM. Wow. And now he's telling him to shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, Cybertron getting close to the moon is such a Star Wars shot, and now it's destroying it. What does that mean? It just means that Quintessa is bad at driving No more moon? Is there no more moon? That's what I'm asking. I think it just sliced it. I don't know. All right, if there so wasn't a moon, then the world would be fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> then they couldn't make another Transformers film because there's no more moon. They can't do night scenes anymore. Uh, okay, so Day Trader finds uh, the ship. How does the no, cool... Throw away line and park. What? Like, oh, our ship's here. 
the day trader must have found it. They don't even show him again. They just like, where did he find it? How did he find it? <laughs> right. How did he acquire it? How did he get it back? And where, ha- where, where has it been? He? Where has it been? Yeah, it's bizarre. Uh, I did note down that Hound is the cool uncle. Because Isabella was like, oh, can I come with you? And he's like, kid, I'm not a human parent. I don't give a shit. Come with us. Come on, let's go. Let's kick some ass. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> um, but uh, Kate now has, okay. So uh, we skip all the way to where they finally get to the um, big alien ship. They're inside. Uh, Nemesis revives, killing all the zombie guardian knights. Night, guys. Oh my god, it's <laughs> Sean. Um, okay, so I got I got like seven more minutes. Oh god. Okay, so um Cade has now made Vivian give Nevisense the staff. Uh and then after that incredible pocket. Yeah. And after that incredible, not incredible, but really fun, not fun. Oh god, it's really like spicy. Uh, the spicy, that's the word, because Bumblebee and optimus or nemesis are going at it at each other and near death b speaks to optimus snapping him out of it and i love it i love it and then megatron comes in takes the staff now the guardian knights come in kicks uh optimus's ass uh cade runs in with the talisman transforming into a mighty sword that stops the death blow to optimus uh and finally the last page here we got a couple more with optimus admitting earth is going to die uh comes in the original epic transformers theme and a slow version to build up the hype. You, did you notice that? Yes. Yeah. Not the original theme song for the show, but the No, 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 from the yeah. first films like the, you know. Yes. And then, I heard that. It was really it was good. Yeah. Cybertron hits Earth and especially then, oh, well, let me just say especially because the music in the later movies is much less memorable uh, memorable than the first one. Oh, absolutely. 100% uh edmund's cane transforms into a gun he starts shooting the decepticons and result megatron kills him i don't know why why did he have to go to stonehenge why why do you have to do it i don't know why but it's a place that people know <laughs> uh optimus literally says end quote this cannot and will not be the end i rest my case the moment uh Okay, I'm gonna move on now. That was I I, I I misled everyone thinking that that was the last one. Uh, the that should have been the last one also. The moment uh, with Cogman and Edmund uh, is heartbreaking. He's like, "Oh, you were by far the coolest," and I just my heart just dropped. I was like, "God!" Uh, with the staff activated, Cybertron starts to get pulled into one piece. Uh, B got his voice back. Why is he still using the radio to talk afterwards? Um. Uh, this is on the, this Didn't is on the, on this is on the ship when he's goes uh, when they're looking at the Guardian Knights just standing there, and then uh, I think using his radio voice, he's like, "Oh, they messed up," something like that. And then uh, let's see here. I'm not gonna lie, I found this really cute that just as they're about to get in the plane, Kate asked Vivian out on a date. I'm a romantic, so that's why I noted this down. But no, I thought this was hilarious, and I thought this was fun. Uh, Squeaks delivers. His new arm is awesome. He goes in to the battlefield, and then he just explodes everything, bouncing around. Awesome. There, there you go. And then two more, two more. We got, we're down to the last two. Squeak, uh, quote, sting like a bee. So Bumblebee can talk now. 
Sting Again? like a bee. Sting like a bee. Uh, and then finally, finally, we see Gemma Chan as a human quintessa. We need an explanation or a continuation of this. I don't care what people say about the series. I need to know. And that, ladies and gentlemen, oh my God. Maybe she just lived happily ever after as a human on Earth. Uh, that was that was probably it. Uh, so here's what's gonna happen, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, Sean is getting really impatient. So I'm gonna bring him in. However, I'm not going to let him turn on his video because it's gonna ruin the the <laughs> shot. It's gonna ruin the shot. So here's the thing. So um, honestly, I'm very excited for Rise of the Beast, despite the fact that it's not set in the uh, Bayverse universe. However, I'm really hoping that after Rise of the Beast, we actually get a uh, what is it? Hello, a, an explanation for it. Hey, I tell you, we're not. They're done with the Michael Bay series of movies. Uh, I'm, I'm I, nearly certain. I I, I I agree to disagree. Sean, don't turn on the camera oh, yet no. because you're messing up the shot. <laughs> uh, it'll be your turn in a sec. So, yeah, here's... so Okay, so final ranking here. Here's my ranking. Uh, number one, Transformers 3, Dark of the Moon. Number two, Transformers 1 from 2007. Uh, Transformers, The Last Night... Uh, Transform that was at number three. Transformers: uh, Revenge of the Fallen at four, and then finally uh, Transformers: Age of Extinction being poo poo uh, at number five. I completely agree. Hey, there we go. There we go. Uh, but uh, there's two minutes until you have to leave, so I will say this, Sean. It has been an honor. It's been a pleasure. Uh, these past three hours have been long, but you know what? It was so much fun talking about Transformers films. I feel like, despite the fact yes, that they're absolutely well. complete garbage filmmaking films, and they should never be looked upon as like, oh, wow, this inspires no, me. I'm going to make a upon. film. It's They're fun films, and I hope... You know what? Me and you, we'll, we'll go and see Rise of the Beast if that's a possibility at some point. That'll be fun. When is it coming out? July? Uh, next year, I think, right? June next year? Probably. Looking forward to it. Hey. All right, everyone. Once again, thank you so much for joining us this episode. And uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'll, I'll just uh, I'll meme, I'll meme you later, friendo. All right. All right. Bye. Bye-bye.